Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-453 is the number for you. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We are doing yet another episode from yet another Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've had the pleasure of broadcasting live for the last several Porcupine Freedom Festivals. The Pork Fest is what, Mark? It is a gathering of folks that are interested in the ideas of liberty at a campground here in northern New Hampshire in the beautiful White Mountains, and it's a week long. And it's a blast because you get to be with other people who understand what the ideas of freedom are all about. And it has just really gotten started. We're not uh, not to the halfway point yet, just the very beginning of the week. It's going on all week long, all the way through Sunday. Uh, so plenty of time for you to still get up here and... Uh, meet some of these wonderful people, people that uh, you might have heard us discuss on this radio program before. Uh, if you're new to Free Talk Live, you know, come up anyway. This is not about meeting uh, people, you know, that uh, you've heard of before because there are hundreds of people here who you've never heard of. And uh, they've got interesting stories to tell as well. In fact, we'll be interacting with uh, some of them as we continue uh, throughout the night uh, tonight. So, our number again, 855-450-FREE. That still allows you to take control of the airwaves. You can still bring up whatever you want to. And, you know, normally we do bring uh, items to the table to talk about. And of course, we do have that. I still have the story from last night uh, about the, the letter that uh, was written to the editor about our Memorial Day parade, I guess, that happened, where peace activists got in the local Memorial Day parade up here. It was pretty interesting. But, you know, what's more interesting than that are the, the interesting folks here and the unique crowd that is the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Because when you're here, you're around other people of a like mindset, unless, of course, you love, uh, you know, aggressive government, in which case you're not going to find things too, uh, I don't know, friendly. Uh, not that people would be mean to uh, a government agent if they knew who he or she was, and there probably are a few of them milling about around here. I think that the best way to handle those folks is to talk to them about freedom and uh, show them that uh, we are a peaceful bunch, a bunch of folks that are interested in seeing change happen, but without the willingness to do what the government guys do, and that is pick up a gun and use it to force our neighbors into the change they don't want. Yeah, and a lot of people don't uh, see the government using guns on a regular basis, but really at the heart of whatever they do, that's the that's the threat. You know, if you don't pull over, they're going to put down, you know, they're going to start shooting out your tires or put down spike strips or whatever. I mean... You know, they could just be pulling you over for a broken taillight or whatever. Sometimes they pull you over to wish you happy holidays. We've read stories like that. What would happen if you decided not to pull over? Yeah, exactly. So we've actually got somebody with us here to start the show out with uh, tonight who has, uh, I would say, quite a bit of experience in dealing with law enforcement. His name is Dave Ridley. He's the man behind RidleyReport.com, which... You know, how would you describe, uh, what's the 30-second pitch on the elevator speech, if you will, on the Ridley Report, Dave? Well, in theory, I can do it in, in three seconds. It's a poor man's TV station. 
Yeah, and what you do is uh, you pretty much primarily report from here in New Hampshire. Yeah. So you're focusing a lot on uh, goings-on both uh, politically and apolitically, uh, stuff that's happening across the liberty movement here. So I like to describe you as a window into the world of the acti- uh, of the activism happening here. It's a great – Ridley Report is a great way for people who are on the outside of all this to get a, a little bit of a feel – for what's going on because i mean whatever you record here at pork fest this week and i presume you're you're taping uh, various different ridley reports uh and whatever it is that we're doing here on free talk live it's only a small selection of the occurrences that are happening just at this uh this one campground i mean there's there's more than you could possibly ever cover there's more than we could possibly ever cover but you do a, a pretty damn good job of getting out there and bringing the news that liberty-minded people care about to them well, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's all counter-programming. The idea is even within the liberty movement, I'm going to try to make sure I'm not duplicating stuff that's being covered by other liberty media, unless maybe they're smaller than me. Uh, mm-hmm. and the original idea was to counter-program what the mainstream media was covering, and so by aiming my camera at the liberty movement, but now it's even gone further than that, whereas other, plenty of other people are reporting on the... Well, there's not plenty, but there's a lot of other people reporting on the liberty movement, and so it's my job to make sure I'm not duplicating their effort if I can help it. So what do you do? You just keep your ear to the other Liberty media out there? And- I, tend, yeah, I tend to try and report stuff that I'm just specially positioned to report because maybe I'm the only one that has the information or because I'm in the right location or because I've got the right collection of file video to make it work. How many reports do you do a week? Uh, seven, I guess. On wow. Average. Yeah. And this is something that you've turned into your full-time gig, right? I mean, sort you, of. You were originally someone who worked for big television stations. I think you were working in Boston when I first met you at a you know major network three-letter station, and you were able to leave that position. I presume that's because you were able to at least. I don't know, cover costs or something like that. Unless you're living off savings, it's it seems at least like that uh, with the advertisers on Ridley Report that you have been able to transition away from the corporate working world. Well, it's a little complicated. Yeah, I have mostly transitioned, but the um, the channel itself, the ads don't generate a ton of revenue. What happens is uh, it, they gener- the, the stories themselves generate other business opportunities, I guess. Um, so I might only make seven or fifteen dollars on an ad that airs in a particular Ridleyo, but uh, when I um, am just out in the community, I run into more and more people. The more and more videos I do, who say, "Hey, can you do some PR work for me?" or "Hey, can you make a video for me about this other thing?" And so it generates business. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. If you uh, find yourself with a question for one of our guests that we have on, you're certainly welcome to uh, to join us on the air. Dave, you've, uh, your interactions on this program have gone back probably since before we were here in New Hampshire. So, oh yeah, I used to call you on my way back from my corporate job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so what is the most interesting thing you've seen at uh, Pork Fest this year? Good question. Oh, I, if I had more time to think about it, I'd have a better answer. But um, I think this year what was different was that I. You know, I came earlier. I came like on Sunday, early yeah, Sunday morning. A lot of people did, apparently. And uh, I, I actually meant to come even earlier than that. And I wish I could have because I, I really treasured that early time. You know, yeah. uh, there, there. You know, I was unpacking and getting ready and repacking and reconfiguring at a point in time when there wasn't a lot of, of other stuff going on that I was missing, and that was real important. Um, 
But uh, yeah, in terms of other interesting things that I've seen, any of the panels? Oh, the so? bears. Well, yeah, the bears. Uh, there was uh, I, I got to film a bear fight. <laughs> basically, really? yeah. There was uh, uh, the Monday morning. Uh, they're down at the dumpsters here. The, the bears were working the dumpsters. Oh wow! And uh, so I just uh, ran back, got my tripod, and uh, just sat there and I did my workout. And when the bears came back, I'd film the bears, and then I'd they'd run off, and I'd resume my workout. And it took me an hour and a half to finish my workout. <laughs> so, wow. But yeah, they, they were they were very interesting, and of course the, the the office staff here at Rogers is not thrilled that they were there, but I was. Imagine so. So you, you there was a bear fight. Well, it wasn't precisely a fight. They kept chasing each other away from the food, basically, which was the garbage. So. Well, yeah. you know, one man's garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Another bear's meal. Apparently. Well, apparently the rubber bullets are coming out pretty soon, from what I understand. Is that to, so. keep, to, to drive the bears off? Yeah, they don't want to hurt them badly if they can help it, mm-hmm. but they want to make sure they don't keep coming after the trash. I mean, trash basically kills bears. Really? Because if you if a bear keeps coming after trash, someone has to shoot it sooner or later. Oh, I see. So, yeah. yeah. But they're, you know, they're, they're foragers, and they're yeah. going to forage through the trash. <laughs> Give so, them the opportunity. But the video... What yeah, kind I of bears were they? The video. Um, Polar bears? Big uh, bears. I guess they were black bears, but I don't really, I don't know my How bears. How big were they? Size of a dog? They're bigger than me. <laughs> the size of a dog? No, no, no. They were, um, uh, I would say bear. they were uh, yeah, bears, about, each about big. twice the size of a person, I guess. If they stood? No, no, I don't mean they were twice as tall as a person. Yeah, yeah, but they, the, was probably, they were each weighed probably two to three times as many pounds, yeah. Wow. Um, big animals. <laughs> so Ridley's here. He is uh, his video camera. Of course, anywhere Ridley goes is subject to being recorded. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> I just, there was a gal, oh, I was over at Free Aid asking an unrelated question when this, you know, quasi-emergency comes running in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a woman with her daughter, and I was like, hey, can you mind if I film this process of your daughter being treated? And she's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, you can't film? Or oh, no, I... I'm sorry, I'll leave. I see. Um, so that didn't seem, you know, appropriate. RidleyReport.com is where folks can go to see what you're up to and i imagine like most people the internet here is completely unusable so you're probably going to have to wait till the end of the week to well, there's a upload there's a paleo version of the Ridley report here but i, I don't know, tell you about it later if you want me to hold it's me. carb free the paleo version all right you've teased me hang on dave <laughs> we'll bring you back here in a moment dave ridley is with us here from the 2012 porcupine freedom festival more in a moment 855-450-free There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Live edition from Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012. We're here at the beautiful Rogers Campground with an absolutely spectacular view. Pretty much wherever you look, uh, we're surrounded by, uh, we're right next to the White Mountains, which is just an incredible view. And uh, better than that, though, it's the people. And actually, the weather's been holding out pretty well uh, also. Porkfest has been known for having a few rainy days uh, in the past. And thus far, and from what I hear, uh, the upcoming weather 
for the remainder of the it's week. Be, it's pretty good. It's supposed to be sunny this week. Yeah, so I'm enjoying Sunny-ish. That. And, of course, you can uh, come up here because this uh, pork fest is going on all the way through Sunday. So still plenty of time. In fact, I was uh, walking through the campground today. There's a lot going on here. There are probably several hundred people already in attendance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But, yeah, there are still some campsites that are unattended. Uh, so likely you're going to start to see those fill in uh, tomorrow, especially on Thursday, and ramping up uh, probably to com- capacity uh, by the time the weekend rolls around. So you can go to uh, porkfest.com. Uh, once again, porkfest.com. That, uh, keep hearing myself, by the way, uh, GCN. It sounds like they're looping us around. I'm just going to go ahead and hit the mute button so it doesn't drive me crazy. Does, it get, does that go out on the air? Um, Hard to say. I don't know. That's a good question. I would have to think about that, and I don't really have time to do that at okay. the moment. So we're going to continue here uh, and, and talk to uh, interesting folks from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But first, the folks that put on the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, Jason Osborne and his wife uh, Sharon, are uh, principals in an organization called SACL CAI. It is a company that handles accounts receivable. They've been big advertisers of Free Talk Live for many years. And, uh, you know, if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable or collections, SACL CAI could do it. And they can do it in a manner that uh, will leave you happy. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page. Again, it's SACL. CAI. All right, so uh, we continue here live from Porkfest 2012 with Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com, longtime, uh, I guess, friend of the show, somebody you, we've uh, had featured on a number of instances. And full disclosure, I am a sponsor of the Ridley Report. So, uh, the, you know, I'm a fan of the Rid- yes. Ridley Report. I think that it's a, it's as great value as far as uh, advertising goes. It is great. I know his rates, and it's ridiculous, ridiculously um, low. You ridiculously mean? low, <laughs> and you know, I mean, a lot of people watch those videos. Yep. So, uh, so Dave, you mentioned a paleo version of the Ridley Report uh, because I'd asked you a question about, you know, whether or not all the videos you're recording from this week are going to have to wait until next week to actually get uploaded. Because normally, Ridley Report is about getting the report out. It's not about a bunch of flashy editing or you know post production. It's about recording the uh, production, usually just editing it kind of as you're going on the fly, not even really editing, but just kind of shooting for the final product and uh, and getting it out there fast. Uh, that way you can really hit the quality, or excuse me, the quantity. Uh, and, of course, the quality is there more so than the average person who would be cranking out video like you because you're professionally trained. Uh, so how, what is a Paleo Ridley Report? Oh, hang on a second. Oh, right sorry. It's like basically a print edition of the Ridley Report because I figured we wouldn't have much Internet out here. Uh, so I've just been uh, printing up little, uh, I'm not even really printing, I'm just like writing down with my hand, you know, the latest bulletins of what's going on around Porcupine Fest and putting them on the physical bulletin board right outside the office here. And so I've already posted like four or five bulletins just awesome. in the, these first two days. And, um, and That's a commitment to news, right? Like you're writing this stuff down so people can have news that you would normally be watching your, your videos. I mean, Yeah, and that. I even sold ads for them, so um, <laughs> making money that's on a, that too. That's so, a commitment yeah, to, right. to business. Thank yeah. you for doing that too. Right. But uh, the other idea that I had as I was doing this, I thought, you know what? It would be really nice, and I had this idea a little late, but wouldn't it wouldn't be nice if there was one place people could go to find out all the different things they can openly buy at Porkfest. Instead of having to walk the grounds, why not just come to the bulletin board and find all the information right there? So I'm collecting information about what people are selling on the bull- and putting that on the bulletin board, too. Cool. So, yeah. So, RidleyReport.com. Anything else you think is worth sharing with uh, our listeners? Still kind of early in uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so there's a lot to come. And I imagine you will be there with your camera rolling for as much as possible. Yeah, I am shooting quite a bit of tape still, and that will all air you know, over, the, over the next week or two. 
Awesome. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, appreciate uh, having you on, as always. Of course, we'll take your calls. Even though we're here at Porkfest, we're still doing a live radio program. And, of course, Free Talk Live means that you are free to call in, talk about anything that you want to, uh, 855-450-FREE. And hopefully our Internet listeners are on board now. Anytime we do live uh, on-location events, there's usually something that goes wrong, especially when you're out in the middle of the woods with limited Internet connectivity. Uh, so well, we Free Talk Live has so many venues upon which it is heard, and it's you know it's difficult to keep all these balls in the air. It's not like they're you know a team of, uh, of people out there that you know working behind the scenes. It's basically you and I, and uh, you know what we can do with uh, with our syndicate GCN. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, you know, you and your family are here. Uh, you, Laura, and Jack, as well as the dog. Um, Fruit Loop. Yep. Yeah. And so, what you know, what was family day like today? I mean, a lot of family events at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, what yeah, did you, you find know, yourself doing? I, as far as the family, I saw Jack in the pool. I saw that part. That's right. I mean, you know, Jack's got pretty simple tastes as far as uh, as far as it goes. He hasn't really wanted to do any of the the structured events, mm-hmm. and he just wants to go to the playground and go to the pool and and do that kind of thing. So, you know. I know some of the older uh, folks are playing Assassin today. Right. Assassin is a game where they have uh, squirt guns, and you have to, you're given the name of someone else uh, that's mm-hmm. also playing Assassin, and then that, you know, you're supposed to assassinate that person, but you have to do it when nobody else is really looking. Yeah. So, so you, you have kinda, to stealthily assassinate Yeah, so you can kind of uh, sneak up to the side of them or something like that and give it to them. Or wait until they go to the bathroom and you know pop them in the back of the head. Whatever it is you want to do. But if somebody sees you do it, then like the kill is invalidated. I, don't, I didn't get to hear the rules on what I, This is my understanding of it. Uh, we're getting the affirmative from some of the folks in our audience here, so that's always fun. So there are there are even games for uh, you know teenagers and adults. Yeah, uh, that that you can get involved in here. And that's uh, what I'm always so interested in is as far as Porkfest goes. Is is that you know there are going to be 1,200 people here or whatever they're going to be, and there are 1,200 different. Pork fests because everybody has their different thing going on. You know, you're gonna probably you're gonna go to the bigger, gayer dance party there. Aren't you? And no, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not. No, I'm what? I'm gonna be hanging out with the family, and it's probably not appropriate to take a four year old to you a know drag what? show. If I had a four year old, I'd totally take him or her right. to the drag show. You know, and people that would like likely take four year olds to drag shows are less likely to have four year olds. <laughs> so you know, thanks for all your advice, yeah. Mister Single Guy. But we will not be taking our son to the drag show. Oh. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I know that yeah, I bet it would be. Uh, that I know that Dale and Neil from Flaming Freedom, uh, FlamingFreedom.com, have been working very hard on this, and it should be absolutely extravagant and outrageous and a lot of fun. So there's that coming up. That's Friday. So even if you can only get up here for the weekend, you definitely want to be here for that. But some of the other things that are going on here at Porkfest, because we really didn't dig too far into uh, what the options were last night. Always so many interesting people to talk about. Sometimes it's hard to to stop down and just take a moment to explore the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, well, Adam you know, Kokesh, the uh, the TV star from Adam vs. the Man, I saw him here. Yep. And, okay, cool. And, and Bob Murphy from the Mises Institute is going to be here doing his Lots thing. of big names. I know Larkin Rose uh, is here as well. A man I saw who spent uh, years in federal prison 
for the because he had the courage to stop paying federal income tax. And uh, I, that guy is always great. I certainly invited him to stop by and talk to us for a little while. And you're the second one to have done that because I did it too. Also, uh, attorney Stephen Howard's uh, giving a, a speech tomorrow. Oh, I missed that. I apparently, he had one that he did today. I, I wasn't That's so. I wasn't here for that one. It, it's on the list here. Maybe he's got uh, one today, one tomorrow. I went to the but, homeschooling panel today, and that was really awesome. That we talked about the homeschooling. Uh, sort, of, sort of unschooling panel. Oh, really? MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We can still take your calls about whatever's on your mind as we are here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it is an absolute blast to be with like-minded people, people who understand what freedom's all about. There were a couple of listeners uh, of ours, Mark, who had never been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival before. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, they, Every year. They came up and you know introduced themselves to me. They'd come up from Maryland, and one of the guys uh, commented regarding, wow, it's amazing to be around people that get freedom. I mean, to just be in a crowd of people that get freedom. Wherever it is that you live, in a lot of places, it doesn't feel like more than a handful of people love freedom and understand the ideas of liberty. Here, it would be a handful of people who don't uh, truly understand the ideas of liberty. If you're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I guess there's a chance that somebody you know brought you along and maybe you're, you're still new to the ideas and Getting principles converted. behind this particular movement. Uh, and for a lot of people, it's a real... An amazing experience for them. You know, we've got interesting uh, guests to talk to from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, or in this case, one of the guys behind the opera, uh, the operation of the park that we're at, uh, Rogers Campground. And uh, Crosby is here with us. He is the owner of uh, Rogers, which, Crosby, lean right in close on that microphone there, and uh, appreciate you coming on Free Talk Live. Always nice to see you. Good evening. No, it's our pleasure. We're glad to have you up here. <laughs> and, you know, uh, but so, I mean, what, what must this be like for Rogers Campground? I mean, it's just this, uh, this, this huge inundation of, uh, you know, people that are, you know, they've got different ideas than regular folks. What is it like for you guys? Because it seemed when I, when we showed up on Sunday, things were, things were kind of placid here at, at uh, Rogers Campground. But you're going to be we're bombarded this week. Well, I believe this is, what, the 10th year or 11th year you guys have been up here? Some here, number it's, like that. It's some, I think it's 10 or 11 years. There were a couple years where they took it to some other campground, yeah, which was very inferior. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it isn't going back. <laughs> no, and actually, you know, it's funny because we sort of know you're coming, and the town knows you're coming, and everybody else knows you're coming. And it's getting so it's basically just accepted. Yeah, it's kind of like Bike Week or something. Same right? thing, same yeah. thing. No different than being down in Laconia. <laughs> so um, now Rogers Campground. We've heard that it's the the largest campground in New Hampshire. Is that a, it's choose? the largest of its sort up here? Yes. Okay. So what's what's the qualification? Is that more um, private, <laughs> largest private campground? Yeah. 
Is it so? Is it units of uh, that uh, people can rent, or is it largest as far as acreage, or both of those? Or no, we have what's three hundred and five pull throughs for RVs. We have about one hundred and twenty tents. We have a safari area down there that has forty eight. We have a motel that's fifty six. Gosh, uh, if you, I think if you add it up, it's somewhere close to five hundred and forty. And that's just the sites. Of course, the site can share more than one person. So in theory. Mm-hmm. What do you think the maximum capacity of this campground is as far as campers? One of our big days is the 4th of July because mm-hmm. we put on a huge uh, fireworks display here. Really? I hear this is second only to the 4th of July uh, right. weekend. Right. And we will probably have close to 3,500 people in wow. here. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot of growing. There's only 3,200 in Lancaster. So we'll have actually more than the, the town, town has. <laughs> double, double the town. So what does, um, you know, I mean, so there, there's all kinds of people in Lancaster that are, uh, you know, when, when people come, I mean, they've got to service them to some extent. The restaurants, uh, you know, they're there. The grocery stores are there. The police officers, you know, what's it like for Lancaster for, you know, all these people to come? I think everybody's been pretty well accepted by all the merchants, to be honest with you. Yeah, sure. Right? Everybody uh, likes somebody who will spend some money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big thing up here. Coas County is a very hurting county right now. Yeah, There's sure. nothing up here. So uh, to have more money come up, they're more than happy to have you come in. And the restaurants and Shaw's, my understanding is Shaw's probably goes up 20% this week in sales. Oh, I, be, I bet. I, I would, is I that the so. only grocery store in the area? Is there only game in town. Wow. Now, this view that you guys have, I'm... Of the White Mountains. I, of the White Mountains uh, that I'm looking out the window here at. I mean, is uh, this has got to be one of the best views in the White Mountains here from um, you know, the, the campground. I mean, have, do people comment on this? or We like to think that. Because uh, we're working, so therefore we don't get an opportunity to look sure. too much, to tell you the truth. But the people who come here, regardless where they come from around the country, they all mention that. Uh, and the, the thing that amazes me is this is a campground that has very few bugs. I mean, people well, are yeah. out there can't tenting the, and they and keep the what, lawn mode. Well, maybe that's it. I don't know. We've had a very tough summer here because of the fact that there's rain so hard up here. Mm-hmm. We've had mm-hmm. machines just sinking in the mud. But it's comical why we don't have the number of bugs that other campgrounds seem to have. I've always noticed that about <laughs> Rogers, and it's been a good thing as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it's great. It's I-, I love coming here, and as you mentioned, the view is incredible. Uh, it's just it, for me, it's one of my favorite parts of being here, besides the interactions with other uh, great liberty-minded people. Has um, now, now Por- the Porcupine Freedom Festival has been growing as far as attendance every year? Has that been uh, been reflected in hotel rooms and campsites and that kind of thing too? Is it getting bigger from your numbers? The first year, as I remember correctly. We probably had maybe 400 participants mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood. So basically, we handled them all. Now we're getting to the point where we actually have to get the other motels in town incorporated oh, in yeah. this thing to mm-hmm. get them going. Uh, we haven't had to get any more campgrounds involved, but we have had to No, use... you've got enough campgrounds to handle it for now. Yeah. We hope we hope to get to the stage where we can actually give the overflow to somebody else. <laughs> it's going to be a big camping, big camping event if that happens. Well, it, it absolutely is big uh, right now. I think it was well over a thousand people that attended last year. Right. And I expect uh, it to be at least that, if not more. Right. Yeah. As do I. And we get to you know we've yet to see the absolute final numbers because we're still in the beginning portion uh, of the event. But you know, Crosby, I, I'm glad that uh, that you know you you guys do such a professional job with taking care of things. And something I've noticed this year that's different from uh, from last year is it seems like uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has kind of picked up some of the responsibilities uh, regarding you know putting soap to 
dispensers in uh, the bathrooms. Like there's this monster soap dispenser in there. So like there's almost zero chance that anything's going to run out uh, this year's. What's that been like? You're working, I guess, interacting with the yeah. Actually, we've, this year we've sort of worked very closely with the people and try and you know try and supply everything they need and things of that nature. The sanitary problems that we've had, which any campground's going to have, sure. uh, maybe just getting the the wood here for the bonfire mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, but it's you know for us it's kind of nice because there's a lot of friendly faces that we recognize from the previous years. Mm-hmm. So that's been good too. It, what's the biggest challenge in handling, uh, you know, logistically handling this many people that all come just wham? They come on Monday and then whoop, they're gone by Sunday. The real truth of the matter, they handle themselves. We don't have to do too much if you want to know the truth. That's great. We we sort of rely on them. They they know exactly what's expected of them. They come in. And so far, the rapport has been excellent. It must be, because you keep having us back. So that's, <laughs> we have not you know, been that's managed. Usually, right. It's usually a good sign. And I'm glad to hear about the numbers, too, because, you know, one of the big question marks around the event has been, well, what happens, you know, when will uh, Porkfest outgrow Rogers Campground? As you mentioned, there might be other campgrounds in the area that could be years. recruited. But you mentioned 3,500. Clearly, we've got a ways to grow. So, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. going to be a few years down the road before we even cross that, uh, that threshold. The problem is you never know quite how many people are going to show up. Sure, because people will tell people, and they'll bring their friends. So, How close are you guys to uh, sold out as far as uh, camp- campsites go? Oh, we still got another probably 40% that we could use. So it's a lot of a lot yeah. of the RV sites out yeah. in the back? Yeah. yeah. We have, I had heard that the campground has sold out uh, for the week, but not the uh, RV camping area. The tenting area did. Uh-huh. Okay. The tenting area. Well, actually, to be honest with you, when you guys leave here on Sunday, mm-hmm. the motel will be already sold out. For next year, you mean? For next year. The cabins will be sold out, and the tenting area, for the most part, will be sold out. Mm. Now, you can set up a tent on an RV site, right? So if somebody somebody were to roll up here on Friday and the RV site's the only thing left, you don't actually have to have an RV in order to camp there. You just don't get too many trees. Yeah. (laughs) um, Now, now you said there was this other site that had like 40 campsites or whatever. What was was that? uh, It's a safari site. It's actually down in the front there where your VP uh, places, where your tents are. Uh, all those poles have electricity and water on them. Okay. And we use them for a common interest type thing where the group is a common interest type thing. Mm-hmm. Crosby, thanks for sitting in with us here on Free Talk Live and uh, Rogers it. Campground. Thank you. RogersCampground.com uh, is your website, correct? Yeah. Yep. Ro- it's great. Lancaster, to, New Hampshire. Yeah, great place to visit for sure, even if you're not here for Pork Fest. Come thanks, see the view. Crosby. Uh, RogersCampground.com. There's more to come here. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves. 855-453. That's the SACL C. AI toll-free line. This is Free Talk. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. 
You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that you'll find there. And those features include news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there for free. Uh, follow us via email, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, once again, news.freetalklive.com. Broadcasting from the 2012 Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's so great to be here yet again. I'm uh, going to spend the entire week here, and Free Talk Live will be live every single night. Uh, when many people are out enjoying a variety of different nighttime activities, we are stuck here, but it's not so bad because we get to talk to interesting uh, people here that uh, other people don't get to talk to on the radio. So, uh, But, of course, a lot of these people, you can come here and talk to them in person. Uh, many of them have booths set up, uh, and some of them have buses, actually, as I understand it. One of those uh, folks is with us here right now. Uh, Kelly Halderson is joining us. We're going to tell you a little bit more about her in uh, in a moment. 855-450-FREE allows you to uh, take control of the airwaves. And, of course, this is all brought to you by the Free State Project, uh, which is the organization that puts on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't know. Find out more at freestateproject.org. Yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned that uh, that enough throughout uh, the shows that we've been doing here, but this is a tradition that has gone on for a number of years now. We've had the pleasure of being here for uh, approximately five or six of, uh, of those years, and it's been great meeting uh, people every single year and then seeing different people. In fact, some people coming back. There was a guy here that uh, I hadn't seen since the Liberty Forum three years ago, and he's here this year. And, awesome. Uh, so some people can't make it every single year, but they'll come every year they possibly can, and it's just great to see uh, the good people. Now, Kelly, uh, I think that we've had you on the show a number of times uh, in the past, and uh, you are... You and your husband and family travel around in a bus. Uh, tell me what it is you guys are uh, up to. Well, uh, we homeschool our kids. Get real close on that, mic, okay, please. Okay, sorry. Sure. Um, we just travel around the country and homeschool our kids and try to uh, spread the message of freedom. You know, throughout exam- through example. So we, if our kids are interested in doing a specific thing, they want to go to an event, like we just went to Bonnaroo, which is a big, huge musical festival. I've heard of it. Yeah, in Tennessee. And, and um, the kids got to spend four days there going and exploring different kinds of music. My son's really interested in doing music. So we did that. We've also go to um, unschooling events and political events. We went to the Republican straw poll in, in Iowa. Iowa. That was really crazy and mm. weird. Not not at all really? what I expected. Um, what, what was weird about it? Um, just the Republicans are just weird in general. Yeah, yeah. The Republicans are a little just weird in general, but it also is this big, it's a big festival. It's like this big event. It's yeah. this big fair um, with a lot of, you know, weird fair stuff and just crazy people. And, and this bus of yours is called the Unschool Bus, and it's you basically converted into some kind of camper, right? Yeah, it's a it's a retired school bus from Massachusetts, because there's a, a law that says you uh, can't run a school bus past 10 years, no matter how good a condition it's in. So Whoa. there's this uh, excess of, of school buses, so they're really cheap. Mm. It was like $3,000 we got to buy a school bus, and you rip out all the seats, and you make it exactly how you want, and uh, my husband did all the work, so we got a full-size Class A type RV with four bedrooms, uh, shower, four bathroom. Four bedrooms? Yes, four bedrooms <laughs> for our three kids and us. Is that like a b- berths? I mean, how, how, how big are these bedrooms? They're like they're 
have bunks, and then underneath the kids have like a little space where they can sit, and um, you know, we have, they're all teenagers too, so there's there's plenty mm. of biggest space. So is there a hallway in between these bedrooms? There is. It's a very narrow hallway. He kind of built it um, like the back end of it is sort of like a, a a boat. You know how you go a boat. The the top end, the top of it is a little slanted out, mm-hmm. so your shoulders and a little narrower at the mm. feet. Um, but there are yeah, there's three there's three bedrooms down the hall, and then ours is at the end. Um, we have running water. We have batteries to store power. We have, you know, a kitchen that works, and it's it's great. And for I mean, a fraction of the cost of what it would cost an RV, and it's, sure would, it sure yeah, is, yeah. It's a lot. So, um, and, and do you live in this uh, twelve months a year? We live in it full time. Yeah, we've been on That's it amazing. for almost two years now. And that's got to be a real learning experience for the kids and the um, oh, absolutely, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Bus. And to to work within that space, we actually even had somebody live with, live with us on the bus for two for two months. Mm-hmm. It was a, where did they sleep? She slept on the she slept on the uh, the bench out in the living area nice. in the living room. Yeah, and she's an eighteen year old. She's um, I don't know. It, it went around for a while. She wrote a speech. You know, she was a valedictorian and and wrote a speech about how uh, it was like internet went it went viral. Her video on what was her name? I think we might have Erica Goldson. We did. We had yeah. her on the show. Yeah. So she stayed with us for two months. Oh, that neat. was an interesting experience. So what does unschooling mean? Well, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. It seems, but um, to us and to to me, what it means is allowing my kids. Um, as much freedom as I can, and um, so that they can explore their interests, and um, and I just act as a helper, you know, a facilitator, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. If there's something they want to do, then I try to help make that happen. If there's something they want to learn, I try to help that happen. I try to basically stay out of the way as they learn things on their own. But how much have you learned as uh, being part of this, just kind of being that facilitator? Oh, I, I've, I've learned, I, I, I can't even, I mean, just countless things. Yeah. You know, I really have. So how old are your kids? Uh, my kids are 14, 15, and 17. How long have you been unschooling them? Um, we've had them in, I've homeschooled for, I want to say this will be our eighth year. I mean, it kind of gets blurry after, mm-hmm. especially when you don't, like, uh, we're non-compliant, so it's not like I say, oh, they're in this grade this year. You know, I mean, I could think about it and How tell you. How would you be compliant? I mean, you're moving around constantly. Each state has some different rules. I mean, exactly right. what state are you a resident of? We're a resident in New Hampshire. I see. So, you know, the, you know the, the, the people catch you up in Iowa. They say you're not following New Hampshire's rules. No, we never have any. We've never had any kind of problems whatsoever. Now, wait. So if you're non-compliant, there's no punishment for that? They're not going to threaten you with jail time? Not here in New Hampshire. No. Really? I thought that, Mark, you had told me that you have to send some sort of lesson plan into uh, the state for approval the, the, the rules have changed oh, really? in the last uh, few weeks they um, have but you never had to send a lesson plan you had to notice n- give them a notice that you were well actually actually one year what? you did exactly you had to just say that you are homeschooling uh-huh. and um and then at the end of the year you had you had a choice of three different kinds of um like evaluation of a portfolio evaluation of a child or um testing and then you Meaning had to you would have that. to go to some sort of state evaluator no well you could pick a teacher uh-huh. uh, you know of your own and then they can look at a portfolio your ki- of your kids work and then they give you a letter that you then hand to the state or you also we also had the option of using a participating agency which would be a um a private private school private school but you haven't been doing that i haven't been doing that no the first year i did um but that's and they it. didn't try to chase you down they or anything did not like that? try to chase me down that's good I, i'm really glad to hear that because yeah. when i I talk to parents who want to do homeschooling, they will relate to me that, oh, yeah, well, we looked at New Hampshire, and it's just not, uh, they're just not free enough regarding homeschooling. And, well, they and, are now. With the so what is it that has changed? 
Uh, a lot's changed. We, now just it's, in the last few weeks. Just in, just since Friday. <laughs> oh wow! This um, this is news to me. I don't think we've reported this yet, Mark. Yeah. That's correct. Um, yeah. So you no longer have to, and you do not have to annually report that you're a homeschooler. No, and so you no more of this portfolio nonsense. The portfolio you still have to do, but you just keep it to yourself. But apparently, you don't actually have to. You don't have to. You don't have to submit it. You just have to have it. But I guess what I what I had misunderstood in the past was that you know people say you have to do this thing, Mm -hmm. but you're saying they've never chased you down for it. No, and I I was very vocally non-compliant. Very vocally. I I think that people need to need to really hear about that. That's great news. Now your kids have been unschooled and homeschooled uh, for what you said eight years now. So I mean, most of their school lives. Are they yes. mouth-breathing Cro-Magnons that can't read? Or, I mean, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, that's what people would think, right? Yeah. Like, there's no school, then yeah. there must be no learning. Yeah. No, there's definitely my, uh, lots and lots of learning. And it's funny, my, my daughter, she's the one. She went her last year in school. She did. She's only been to second grade, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and she she reads, she writes, she draws, she she does everything. I actually am a subscriber to, you know, they, they friended me on Facebook, so I get yeah. to see some of the things that yeah. they do. And they, they, they are, surprise, surprise, they're literate. What, um, but you go to, you know, as far as kids going to college and stuff like that, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people are concerned with, you know, doing homeschooling or unschooling and these kind of things. And what's going to happen to kids if they want to go to school? Well, if they want to go to school, that's not their, I mean, they can. I mean, it's a different kind of track. There are different ways to do it. Um, so it's not, there's not like, there's not one answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my recommendation would be is if your kids are interested in going to a specific school, contact that school's admissions department and, and find out what it is they'd want to, and don't wait till the last minute. Do it, you know, if the kids are like, well, I really kind of want to do this, then, or I really kind of am interested in this school, then contact that admissions director and say, my kids really want to go to the school. What do you want from me to show, you know, because this is what we do in our lives and what can, what can we do to show you that they'd succeed here. And we were just on a panel, you were just on a panel today mm-hmm. with, uh, with a woman named uh, Doris uh, Hohensee. Hohensee. Yeah, yeah. Who, um, who, her kids, she had several of them, and they went to like Princeton and Yale and mm-hmm. um, uh, MIT and Cornell. Oh, um, it, yes, basically. Fantastic. Kelly, uh, do you have a mm-hmm. website you can plug? Um, well, right now you can find us on Facebook, um, the Unschool Bus on Facebook. The Unschool Bus yep. on Facebook. Yep. Thanks for coming on Free Talk oh, Live. There's welcome. more coming up here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, d- sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Thea Lincia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash danceparty. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. There are a lot of hours to go here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to see, a lot to do, a lot of interesting people to meet. Porkfest.com is where you can go to learn more about the event. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. 
And um, again, as, as we mentioned last hour, for those of you just tuning in, there's so much going on here, it's impossible to cover it all. But just to give you a sampling of uh, my experience from the day today at Porkfest, uh, Mark, you, uh, of course, are here with your family, been involved in some of the family activities that have been going on. Right. Um, what I experienced this morning, I got up bright and early as I was invited to be on the very first panel of, uh, of today with uh, Free State Project President Carla uh, Garrick. She uh, invited me and Pete Ayer from copblock.org to talk about activism. And uh, so we got to be the first panel of the day and kind of the bu- work out the bugs panel because uh, there's a lot of audio equipment that has been brought in. And there's uh, going to be HD video is being recorded by our very own JJ from the Friday edition of Free Talk Live. He is down there hustling every single day, getting around and uh, you know basically being the stage manager and at the same time operating uh, three HD video cameras and audio equipment. It is quite an operation. Yeah. Uh, and so hopefully this and is there'll all be video the, available after Porkfest. For that's the plan, unless something disastrous uh, strikes. Uh, the the plan is for all of these panel discussions to be made available on YouTube, and I think that's great because people that weren't able to get there at nine this morning, maybe because they partied a little too hard last night, uh, will be able to go and see them all later on down the line. So that's that's great. And it was a, I thought it was a really useful panel where we got to discuss a variety of different activism subjects uh, because there's here in New Hampshire there is a real range of activism that goes on here everything from getting active politically to uh, you know going to the state house and you know, speaking in front of uh, these panels of legislators to doing civil disobedience to what we're doing right now which is creating media as There's well so um, you know people that are interested in sort of sub areas like uh, food freedom the people that want to you know grow their own food and you know do local vor kind of stuff sure more kind of behind the scenes supporting uh, the community style activism and that's one of the uh, that's one of the guests we have here with us live from Porkfest 2012 here at Rogers Campground is one of those folks that uh, is that behind the scenes kind of guy although you do have your own blog at homelandstupidity.us Michael Hampton is here with us tonight good evening sir good evening Ian Mark oh. Always good to have you here, uh, Michael, and, and you've been a, uh, a friend and employee, sort of, of the show. Contractor, I guess, is the the right word. You're one of our behind-the-scenes guys when it comes to running our relatively complicated uh, website. <laughs> website, oh yes. it's uh, It can be a pain sometimes, but uh, the website is uh, one of the most important ways to that uh, Free Talk Live reaches people. So Certainly, and you've been up. an integral component for, uh, for that. But I know that's not the reason why you're sitting here to talk to us today, because one of the things that you're most known for, at least one of the projects that we know about, is uh, the Porcupine 411 system. And it's something that has been discussed quite a bit over the years on Free Talk Live. But we always have new listeners tuning in. So uh, what, what is the Pork 411? You know, that's, that's the thing. I've been here at Porkfest since yesterday. And uh, the number one question I've had since then, I, I wrote something about it on my name badge. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been the number one question I've had is, what in the world is Pork 411? And this started in uh, 2006, so it's actually been running about six years now. It's great. It, uh, I think Lauren Canario originally had the idea. The idea was, what happens if you stick together a voicemail box and an email list? So at the time, I was playing around with voice over IP, and I had the capability to do this just in my house. I, I put the voicemail box and the email list together, and I said, here's the number. Here's how you subscribe. Try it. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
And since then, it uh, it it was slow to take off. Of course, since people were trying to figure out what to do with it. But uh, we hit. There's been lots of things done with it. One of the one of the big things is when an activist has a uh, an issue with the police. If they get stopped, if they get arrested, whatever. They can so useful. The, oh yes. So useful for that. You give the number a call. I I had a couple of people just today tell me that they were so glad it was there for them because it got supporters. It got people to, uh, well, let me just tell you about Rich Paul real quick. Sure. Uh, I talked to him this morning, and he said it saved him when he got arrested. He called Port 411, and uh, they flooded the jail with phone calls. He had support. People knew what was going on with him. Absolutely. So he was able to get the word out. Wasn't this the incident where, um, Ian, where you were able to, to come to the scene because of the call? Well, there have been a, Rich Paul's been arrested a few times, so <laughs> it could have been the that incident where I was there within minutes before he was even put in the police car. And but he, also, had the, he had some a bag that he was able to take that he could have lost some stuff out of, right? Yeah, that's true. And uh, so there was absolutely a situation. But actually, excuse me, that might have been Keen 411. That might not have been Pork 411 because okay. we got multiple communication systems. But at the recent arrest, the most recent one where he was uh, questioned by the FBI after being arrested, it was actually... Actually, Wendy, his uh, girlfriend, who made the call to Pork 411, we didn't get to the scene until after Rich had been taken away. But we were still able to respond, uh, still able to call the you know the police department, still able to get Wendy and kind of accompany her back to a different location, and which she was obviously pretty shook, uh, shooken up. Uh, so it's so useful, and it's a tool that I think we were talking with Dave Ridley earlier from RidleyReport.com about how Ridley reports are a window into the world that this video production he does are a window into the world of activism, uh, but it's more of like a produced window. Pork 411, if you were to go to porcupine411.com and go to the New Hampshire uh, section there or, or go to nh.porcupine411.com, you could subscribe to this even if you aren't here in New Hampshire yet. Yeah. And you can receive these uh, these emails with the audio in them. And that's kind of like an unfiltered uh, window into the world of activism. I mean, you'll get everything yeah. from traffic reports to emergency police uh, aggression yeah, situations. I, I don't restrict the kind of activism you can, you can do over the line as long as it is something. Uh, so we get everything from uh, we're having this testimony at the state house to uh, I just got pulled over, I got a flat tire, uh, just anything. Yeah, yeah. if I get us, so we have social Sundays happening in Keene, mm-hmm. and so if we show up at the location for social Sundays and it's closed for some arbitrary reason. Phone call goes out to Pork 411. Hey, everybody, heads up. This is the new location. And then within seconds of you hanging up the phone, your system will pass the, the message on. So, I mean, literally, it doesn't take very long at all. Yeah, that goes out to email instantly. It's We've got roughly about 400 people on email and, and mobile phones. It also goes out to Twitter and Facebook. So if you like the page on Facebook mm-hmm. or you follow on Twitter, you will get those. What is it that, uh, how many subscribers are there? This is one of the questions I've had for a long time. I've always just presumed it's a couple hundred people, but I have no idea. Um, it's hard to tell because uh, there will be duplicates between Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the phones and the, and the email. Right, but, just straight, uh, up, straight up email subscribers. Straight up email, think I think it's about 400. Wow, okay, more I than I thought. haven't looked really uh, lately, but we've got a lot of likes on Facebook. I think a lot of people really? are following that way, so... Total amount of subscribers is 
Probably well over 500. It may be even pushing with a thousand. It's incredible. Now, one of the other things you've done with uh, Porcupine 4 on 1 is you've made the system, you know, kind of plug and play for people. Yes. If there's, there was another guy. I think it was he was in the audience this morning. The activism panel. We were talking about uh, Pork 4 on 1 as well as some of the other activism uh, networks, if you will, that we have here. And this guy mentioned that they've got one in Michigan or something like yes, that. Yes, they do have one. Are, are they here? Because I haven't I haven't met them. Yes, the, he's uh, got his hand up oh, there, uh, Phil. He was on the show the other day. So. So um, now, is this something you set up? Yes, I set the port forward up for the Michigan guys, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I also set it up for John Bush down in Austin. That's awesome. And our newest, our newest port four one one that we've set up is uh, down in Phoenix with Ernest Hancock and mm, those okay. guys. Fantastic. So uh, so folks can go to porcupine411.com to learn more about this setup. What else is going on that you wanted to uh, mention about um, this? About port four one one. That that's the main thing is I wanted to to people to know what it is because that's that's the question i'm getting uh the latest news is i am hard at work on an android app for pork 411 really and i I just have a shortcut right now that just (laughs) quickly dials the number what would the app do the app uh what it would do is uh you hit a you hit a widget or a button on your phone and it will instantly send out your location and start recording audio or if you have the bandwidth start recording video one Hmm. touch Wow, that wow. sounds really uh, spectacular. <laughs> Looking forward to so evaluating that. It, I, what I want to do is is do the live the, do the live video stream, or if you don't have the bandwidth, then uh, we can do live audio and upload the video later. Let's get the uh, let's get the keen activists in on the beta on that one. That'll be you fun. will you will be hearing about that. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Michael Hampton from Porcupine411.com. And by the way, what does this cost for somebody that wants to set one up? For somebody for an activist network, it is fifteen a month. Nice. That's so affordable, so useful. More coming up, Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We are here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition here with a wonderful studio audience. Thank you to everybody who took the time to come in here tonight and uh, and spend it with us, or at least a portion of your night, because I know there's a lot going on all across the campground as night begins to fall. Still uh, some light outside illuminating the beautiful vista of the White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's absolutely incredible to be here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival Rogers Campground. Uh, I think for our fifth year in a row, Mark Edge, it's uh, it's been for great. Pork fest in general, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, it's it's always good to see the same old faces, but to see new people as well. I had the chance this morning to ask my favorite question, and I'll probably ask it again uh, whenever I'm on stage. I love to ask people that whoever's in the crowd who's here for their very first pork fest. And every year, it's like at least fifty percent of whatever crowd I'm in front of, at least fifty percent. 
are brand new to Porkfest. And it's just so exciting to me because it means, you know, we're not uh, running through the same cycle of the same, you know, 500 to 1,000 people sure. that are coming here every single year. I mean, it does mean that, obviously, people who were here last year probably aren't here this year, but that's okay. Because as we've seen, they some come people back. just can't make it every year. So, you know, if you're driving from across the country, it's kind of an expensive uh, journey to, to come here for, for Pork Fest. It's not expensive to actually be at Pork Fest. I think it's like 40 bucks get you in for the entire week, and that's uh, the access to the event and then of course camping is you know what 27 bucks a night or something ridiculously cheap like that it's certainly no uh, you know sort of share campsites yeah that too so so the price can really come down as a result of uh, sharing the campsite so there are always new people here and i just think it's so uh, so great it's it's always fun meeting people who for instance are supporters of this program uh, we just had a gentleman come up here during the break and introduce himself as a longtime free talk live amplifier which of course the free talk live amp program is a way for listeners to uh, support this this show and help get free talk live on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board with the ideas of freedom and if that's valuable to you if you like what we're doing here with uh, free talk live and also the other lrn.fm programs that are uh, related to this uh, this show like for instance flaming freedom is going to be broadcasting live from our very same uh, studio digs here at the porcupine freedom festival tonight uh, right after our show over at lrn.fm so uh, it's become free talk live has uh, i guess spun off almost, if you will, uh, other uh, radio programs and provided the uh, ability for those folks to get an, an audience for themselves. And so all of that is helped out by the Free Talk Live AMP program, which is listeners like you sending in three bucks a month to support what we're doing here. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast and forum. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more and to get signed up there uh, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You could join more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Fortune magazine calls LegalZoom.com blessedly simple. You can do all kinds of common documents there at uh, LegalZoom.com. You can incorporate your business or create your will. If you don't have one, you need one. Uh, living trust, register a trademark, whatever you need to do. They're empowering and protecting you with common legal documents people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order. LegalZoom.com. Coupon code FTL. All right, so we've got yet another uh, special guest here in studio with us on the third mic. Uh, welcome to... Marcus, the one-man rock band Nothing Project is the name of your band. Is that is that right? I'm gonna turn your mic on. That would help too. Uh, welcome yeah. to Free Talk Live. Thank, thanks a lot. Yeah, Nothing Project is the name of my one-man rock band. And you do rock. Uh, I must say, I have heard uh, you play in the past at the Porcupine Freedom Festival here, and you're in fact going to be playing uh, tonight, I believe. Yeah, that's right. I'll be playing at 10 o'clock right after Free Talk Live ends uh, down in the pavilion. Pretty excited. It's actually my fourth year. Uh, playing at Porkfest, but that's more, great. Yeah, th- thanks, and more importantly, though, it's my first year playing at Porkfest since I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Oh yeah, now that I mean, literally just uh, a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been here; you're less than a month. Yeah, that's right. I uh, moved on Memorial Day um, to uh, Keene, New Hampshire, actually. 
And that was so great because, like, you didn't even tell anybody about it. I think uh, Pete Ayer from CopLock.org ran into you at the grocery store. Yeah, that's right. I know Pete. So, yeah, I saw him at the grocery store, and he's like, hey. And I was like, yeah, I, li- I live here now. You didn't bring a whole so. lot of stuff up with you, right? Because if you did, then you really missed out because you can always ask for help, and then people will come and show up at your house and just, like, unload a whole truckload of stuff in 45 minutes flat. I, I did bring some stuff. I mean, I am a one-man rock band, so I carry a lot of stuff with me. Um, but uh, I pulled in pretty late, and my brother was with me. He helped me out. How do, how do you become a one-man rock band? I mean, the average... You just can't uh, work with other people? <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> well, you know, bands are historically just lousy at sticking together. It's one of the most frustrating parts, I'm sure, of playing music is, is dealing with other musicians. Well, that's true. I was in a band for a long time with uh, three other guys, and I wanted to start something new and be the front man, sing and play guitar. And I was looking for a rhythm section or a drummer specifically. And, um, you know, some of the drummers just weren't so good. And I mm. thought, well, geez, I can just suck at drums all by myself i don't need somebody else and so uh yeah so i was actually uh, pretty inspired by my father who was uh, a one-man band himself i was gonna ask you that it seems like one of those uh, pass it down the family line sort of things it's interesting yeah so uh so i did i i uh, started playing i i actually the visual is i sit down and i play drums with my feet i have bass drum a hi-hat and then a snare drum with a pedal foot pedal for the snare and then i play guitar and sing all at the same time it's incredible. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I have to say. Thank you. So where does the bass get filled in? Uh, just with my playing, my awesomeness. No, I got you. Okay. You know, lots of bass drum, actually. The bass drum is what drives the song. If you're there, the bass drum just keeps going. My right foot is always on the bass drum, so there is no bass guitar, but some of the songs I'm tuned down kind of low and just the ambiance, it's not missed. Now, you do, I think, a programming job for uh, for your day job. Uh, do yeah. you think that Nothing Project could ever become something that you're doing full-time? Um, likely not. Um, it's not really how I approach it. I, I, I just like to be a creative person in general. I love to create art. And, uh, so you're not in it for uh, success or flashiness or the money? Oh, or no, all those things. But it just, that's not, not really what drives me. What drives me is just the creation process. Not the groupies. Right. <laughs> now, if, if I was in it for the groupies, I would be a moron. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I just do it for the creation. I love to, w- one of the things I love about freedom is to be free to create what I want. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just a one-man rock band and, you know, web designer developer. I also uh, am an artist in uh, with a pen. I, I do a daily web comic as well. No kidding. Yeah, Tell that, me about that. That's called Brainless Tales, and it's at brainlesstales.com. Cool. And uh, it's, it's now, there's a lot of competition in that area, right? Oh yeah, certainly. But it's not really. I don't see this competition. I mean, there's. Uh, it's actually because of all the others that are out there that kind of help propel my uh, comic along. I mean, for two and a half years, uh, you know, I had maybe 40 visits a day. I was topping out, and I was like, yeah, 40. And uh, you know, then after that, started to pick up. You know, now I'm over a thousand a day. Outstanding. So, yeah, and so that that is more popular than Nothing Project because Nothing Project is just like every once in a while. I, put out some music which i am coming out with a new record soon that will be available for for free download cool. in full whatever format you want off of Bandcamp. so nothingproject.com yep nothingproject.com and brainlesstales.com good brainlesstales.com is pretty cool thank you yeah mark's really into the webcomic so you probably have a new it's fan every day for over five years that's it outstanding is, it's one of those single pane kind of things yes Quick, quick and easy. Marcus, uh, welcome to New Hampshire, thank and you. welcome back to Pork Fest. Always uh, great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, thank you. 855-450-FREE. We're live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. More coming up. 
Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want to. 855-453-FREE. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. freetalklive.com. You know, I had the uh, opportunity to meet somebody who's pretty important to this radio program today, Roger. Uh, can I say his last name uh, on the air? Is Roger around? He, yeah, he's here. You didn't know that? He's here. I, I knew that uh, he was coming. Roger Ver, from, uh, he's the guy who helps us out with uh, promoting Bitcoin, because there's no Bitcoin company, as we've talked about before. There's no Bitcoin corporate. He doesn't have an official Bitcoin position. He's just a guy who's into Bitcoins, and he's got some money to spend on promoting uh, Bitcoins because he's, he's so into Bitcoins, he's willing to invest his own personal uh, finances into getting the word out about Bitcoin. So what does uh, Roger want us to talk about? Hey, let's just stick with the first name, Roger. Um, Bitcoins are the, the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. Um, I'm sorry. I thought we've used his name before. We have. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's just you know, he's let me know that he's, he doesn't like the limelight that much. Gotcha. You know, he's, he's interested interested in promoting bitcoins he thinks they're going to change the world and i think he's right um you know having spoken to him i am uh, you know now convinced that these you know crypto libertarians on the internet have uh, really something very special going on with uh, with bitcoins because as many libertarians have said up to this point it's the federal reserve the creation of the fiat currency if bitcoins uh, can be used on a on a on a broad basis then well that's going to change a lot of things um so you know i he sent me a long email here that I think we're going to go over at some point in the, the future as to why Bitcoins are, are very special. But I, I think I'd like to get him on the air to talk about it. Absolutely. It'd be great. Uh, the dude is a major activist, as far as I'm concerned, in, in getting the word out about Bitcoins. So you can go to weusecoins.org to learn more about Bitcoins, a decentralized currency that is uh, completely digital, something that you can use online to make anonymous purchases, if you'd like, or just buy whatever uh, that is being offered in, uh, to be paid with uh, in Bitcoins. Yeah, weusecoins.org. Yeah, and you can get bitcoins from uh, by going to bitinstant.com. You can uh, by going to literally thousands and th- thousands it's 700,000 locations worldwide uh, that, that, that's across the US um, US Russia and Brazil excuse me okay. soon to come eurozone the UK Canada Mexico they're um, you know coming online and you can get bitcoins you know any you can give cash at those locations in order to get bitcoins online and start so you using basically them. deposit cash at banks 7-Elevens western CBS's, unions yep uh, and th- that's bitinstant.com that lets you do that right and real quick uh, just one of the the facts in this email email that he sent me, um, you know, and, and I get several of these that uh, he sends out because he's really passionate mm-hmm. about this stuff, is Amazon grosses $38 billion a year. And if you assume a 3% transaction fee, which seems pretty reasonable if you've ever done business online, that uh, okay. credit card companies would yep, that's about charge right. you about 3%. Um, American Express, like 5 but yeah, 3% is yep, typical. Amazon pays uh, $1 billion a year in transaction fees. Oh, Amazon yeah. nets a $1 billion per year in uh, profits. That's what, one billion is what they, you know. So they could they, double they gross their thirty-eight billion, but they net 
one billion. Um, they could double their profits by doing all their transactions in, in bitcoins. bitcoins. So how long do you think it's going to be before Amazon Figures takes this out. currency that is now you know it's now accepted? It's right. now working. It's now going up. And they could give a discount to anybody using Bitcoin. They could still have the FRN price or the credit card price you could use uh, on Amazon. And then alternately, you could get like you know two percent off if you use Bitcoin. That's the way to really incentivize the use of alternative currencies is give people extra value to uh, encourage them to get over Gresham's law and actually get out there and use them. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Chris, listening in Sweden, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, I need some advice uh, for a friend of mine. She we'll do our best. To, yeah, and uh, she's going She's going to go um, visit, uh, of all places, uh, she's going to go to Keene to her oh, great. Uh, company. Yeah, um, I, I, I was looking up, um, I was trying to find things to do in Keene and, and what to do in Keene and so on, and, and, and also at the uh, Free State Project homepage. And I, I've, I've been Googling around, and I can't really find out where should I point her, what direction should I tell her to go to have fun with the um, inhabitants uh, of the Free State Project. And, and, uh, so I would on. recommend uh, two locations. Uh, one would be the uh, Free Keene uh, calendar. You can go to freekeen.com and then click the calendar link right there at the top. That'll give you some idea of a, of a portion of the things going on in Keene. Not everything makes it to the calendar for a variety of different reasons. Some people don't even know it exists. Uh, but also, the uh, there's also a forum over at forum.shiresociety.com where not only can you interact with people from Keene, but also folks from Manchester, the Lakes region, Seacoast, there are people from all across the Shire, as we like to call it, that are participating there over at forum.shiresociety.com. So don't miss that either. The Free State Project also has their own forum as well, uh, and that's another place that uh, that you can go. But uh, I would recommend uh, primarily forum.shiresociety.com and the Free King Calendar. Okay, I got those two. Great. Very good, Chris. Anything else well, um, uh, you want to share tonight? He's arriving at the uh, 4th of July, and uh, you know, uh, staying for a week uh, or 10 days or so. I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, something that, that she could do was, would be to go to that forum and post her intentions, post uh, what her plan is, when she's going to be there, and then you know, we'll see if we can put together some sort of uh, you know, a welcoming party. Great, yeah. yeah, like a lot of times we'll go out to lunch with somebody that's, uh, that's visiting the town, that sort of thing. So, uh, but if we, that's if we know they're coming. If it's you're really people like to skulk in, take a, take a look around, right. and skulk out. Yep. So there you go, Chris. Anything Actually, else I can help you with? The, the Free State Project. Excuse me. They have a they, they have a form you can you can fill in if you are visiting New Hampshire, and they have a form on the on the website, and you will enter your, your the dates you're arriving and um, a little bit of your about yourself and so on, and they will actually contact you and. I don't know yep, what they're that's going right. to do with that information. That's another way to that's another way to do it. It's called the welcome. I think that's called the welcoming committee or the welcome wagon uh, through the Free State Project site at freestateproject.org. And usually, uh, when somebody fills that form out, there's a kind of a welcome wagon person who coordinates that uh, with the Free State Project, and they will alert certain key activists in the area in which that you intend to visit, and then those folks will be able to get in touch with you and and set something up. So I hope that helps, Chris, and I thank you for the call. Look forward to uh, seeing you yeah. and your friends. Uh, or your friend in New Hampshire, and appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we continue here, let's go to Andy calling from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Andy. Hi, good evening. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I wanted to know if y'all had heard about the uh, big Ron Paul endorsement. 
Who is Ron Paul endorsed? What? No, tell me. Oh, did you? Uh, he was on uh, uh, CNN with Wolf Blitzer tonight, and uh, when asked if he would endorse Mitt Romney, if he would be following in his son's footsteps to endorse Mitt Romney, he said, uh, no. And then after he said, uh, no, he said, no way. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, that's funny. You know, Ron doesn't have how to make you, the concessions. How can you not love Ron Paul? How can you not <laughs> love this man? He doesn't have to make the concessions night, anymore. Guys. He's going out of the party. Talk okay, so he didn't actually endorse anyone. In the car. So, It'll be just to clarify, Take Andy, care. he didn't actually endorse anyone. He just refused to endorse Mitt Romney. No way. Gotcha. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Now, didn't he endorse Chuck Baldwin uh, from the Constitution Party in 2008? I think at first he said, like, vote for all the third-party people or yeah. something like that. And That's then, true. He did say that. And then there was... Except Bob Barr, who snubbed Ron somehow, Paul yeah, but, and refused... But think, but first he said third parties, all third parties, and then Bob Barr snubbed him, and then I think he went behind yeah. Baldwin. <laughs> Because so, he didn't so, want to pick between Barr and Baldwin in that circumstance, right. and then, you know, then it didn't have too much trouble, as I understand it. Well, hopefully Gary Johnson will have uh, the current Libertarian Party uh, nominee this year. Hopefully he will have a little bit more sense uh, in how he handles any potential interactions with, uh, with Ron Paul. You know, show up to the debate that Ron Paul schedules between the, uh, the three parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. That's what happened, as I understand it, was Bob Barr was invited to a third-party forum or debate or something like that that Ron Paul was putting together, and... Just didn't show up. Wow. Refused to uh, refused to attend. So well, that's one of the many reasons I'm not involved with the National Libertarian Party uh, anymore. Indeed. But I, I've got to say that I consider Gary Johnson to be a huge step forward from Bob Barr. I think that you are correct about that, although I still have some questions that maybe we'll get a chance to ask him at some point during the campaign as to whether or not he truly has found the ideas and principles of liberty. You say he has. I don't know if I believe it. I think he's on a path, and ah, okay. re- remember you had said he had accepted the principle. What do you mean? Uh, the principle, the well, one the... that you don't aggress against peaceful people, that principle. Well, I mean, he's signed up like everybody else has, but there's a lot of people in the Libertarian Party that believe in small government, my friend. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves and uh, bring up what you want. That's the point of this program. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Good, Mark. We're live from the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more about the event, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And uh, better if you can just get on up here. There's a lot of uh, brand new faces here, as there are every single year. And it's always fun to meet uh, longtime listeners of the show or even relatively new listeners and, uh, of course, 
people that don't even know who Free Talk Live is. I, I like meeting those people. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's nice to know that people are coming into this movement from all manner of different uh, venues. And uh, so once again, uh, go to Porkfest.com. Don't miss this event. If you can still get up here, even if it's just for Friday and Saturday night, uh, don't miss this. It's just so much fun to be around other people that understand and appreciate the ideas of liberty and who are willing to live those ideas and actually come and move to the same place as you and I did, Mark, back in 2006. As early movers, we now have over a 1,000 people in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So there are a lot of people here already, but there are over 12,000 people that are pledged to make the move. So there's still a lot more that are yet to come. And we've seen a lot of changes that have happened thus far, even with uh, just a 1,000 people getting active. Imagine what it will be like after a 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. Let's go to Janello calling from Virginia. Janello, you're on Free Talk Live, live from Porkfest. Hey, What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, ask you guys. Um, I'm, I'm planning on uh, coming that way uh, shortly. I, I think uh, probably in between uh, the next six to eight months. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to, uh, I've been checking out the forums, and I, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, I have some uh, good um, information on there and all that. But um, what I wanted to know is, like, for, for a person that's come up there, you know, starting brand new, that, you know, wants to um, get active and get involved, uh, what are some of the first things you guys recommend? For those first touching down, like uh, what what things should uh, people get into, like to get in, to get involved as far as like you know get jobs and uh, and a uh, place to stay, like how how do, how do, what would you guys recommend? Well, obviously, uh, getting settled is an important part of moving and getting through that that initial, uh, but whatever might possibly be a culture shock in some cases. Like if you're coming from, uh, I know Mark, you experienced this. You came from an urban, much more urban area than uh, than this is. Something like ten times the population where we come from, right. and it was a, a totally different change in lifestyle for you. It was kind of it was kind of hard to handle for sure. you yeah. uh, for a little while. So there's the possible possibility of culture shock. Uh, but as far as what you can do is, you can obviously find a place to stay, some place. Is, uh, some liberty activists will rent rooms to other activists, so there's always that possibility. And there are housing forums over at forum.shiresociety.com where you can actually post and and uh, respond to posts from people with housing available. Right. The first thing I would do is get on one of these forums. I don't know where it is that you th- you're thinking about moving, or if you even know. But uh, you know, there there are several forums, as Ian's mentioned, uh, the the Shire, Shire Society forum, the, the the Free State Project forum, these kind of things. And the Shire Society forum actually has special areas for each different area. Area of New Hampshire, so it allows you to kind of target the discussion that you're looking and for. And pick, uh, you know, start talking to these people now. That's what I would do. Is right. you know, start talking to these folks now, so they know when you come, who you are, to some extent, yeah. right? And uh, right. you can get plugged right into the social scene because there's so many people here. We're not just doing activism. There's also socializing going on. Uh, so, for instance, social Sunday is usually a fairly good day to come out and just meet a random bunch of uh, folks. Uh, and in fact, usually it's very well attended after the Porcupine. Freedom Festival. So we've got uh, those events that are listed over the Free Keen calendar. If you're looking at the Keen area, there are other areas that also have events, and uh, some of them are listed over at the uh, Shire Society Forum, as I mentioned. So you can plug into the social scene. You can immediately get out and, and start joining in on uh, activism that's uh, that's going on, and of course, uh, there's also housing available. So it's all there. You just have to do a little bit of uh, digging and and take some time to uh, to post around. Yeah, I'm actually interested in uh, the Keen area because uh, it seems like. Um I'm really interested in uh, uh, some some activism and uh, uh, non-cooperation because I'm I'm pretty much getting bullied down here in uh, in Virginia and um, I, I guess it comes in a point in, in some folks' life that you know they can either sit back and take things or or, mm. or you know, take another another path 
and I'm not talking about you know violence or anything like that. Sure, but something, you know. I can tell you, if you show up and start talking about violence, you will find a very cold reception from the activist community, at least in Keene. Uh, we've, we've run out a couple of guys who have been of that particular perspective, literally run them out of the, uh, the social scene, and uh, that, that stuff's not tolerated. It's counterproductive. Yeah, and not only is it counterproductive, but I also, I believe it's immoral. I think that you are embracing the tool, you know, you're embracing, if you support violence as a solution to the state, you are essentially embracing the state's tool. Well, well and, outside of self-defense, that's, that's my only thing. Outside sure. of self-defense, I don't think violence is the answer for anything, you know? Yep. I heard you, man, and I appreciate that. So I hope that that's been of uh, of some assistance. There's a great community here, and, of course, there are more people here this year than last year, and so it just keeps getting better, as we mentioned with Marcus earlier. If you've got a family with a big you know, truck full of furniture and housing stuff, you can come up here and let folks know when you're going to show up. Tell them you're going to order them some pizza and bring some beer, and you'll have enough volunteers uh, to attend to unload that moving truck in probably an hour flat, if not less than that. And, of course, then afterwards you get a great uh, opportunity to meet these folks that just helped you out and you know socialize with them for a little while after. So that's, a, that's always a, a fun way to kind of make a splash uh, landing here in New Hampshire is to invite people to help you move, which you're not going to get any help down in Virginia probably uh, to no, load the truck. No, but but, but when you get no, here to unload it, we can no. help with that. It sounds like a place where, um, you know, where folks that are, you know, wanting to work together and do some things. It sounds like a place to be. And um, I think uh, it's coming to that point in my life. I think, um, I think I'm going to make the appropriate uh, measures to come, go ahead and uh, come take you guys out. Thank you for that, uh, Janello. Look forward to hearing from you, and I uh, hope to spot you over at the, uh, the forum at forum.shiresociety.com. Appreciate your call tonight. Look forward to seeing you here. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you know, uh, this morning there, or actually, excuse me, it was this afternoon, Mark, you were actually on a panel. I mentioned that, uh, that I was on a panel earlier today about activism in general. Yours was about making the move to New Hampshire and specifically right. the area in which you ended up, uh, uh, you know, choosing to move. And uh, you were on, it was actually a huge panel. There were something like 10 people yeah. up on stage. Well, there's New Hampshire's, although a small state, it's a big place uh, when you know, there's lots of different a lot of areas, options. A lot of options, and there are a lot of reasons to move to different areas. And you and Pete Ayer from CopLock.org were kind of representing the, the general Keene area, mm-hmm. Pete specifically as, the Keene. As was uh, Stephen Prince. Yeah, that's right. He joined, I think, a little bit later on in the, uh, what was it, like a two-hour long it was two panel? hours. That's right. It was really long. I mean, it was probably the longest panel I've seen here, and I was only able to stay for part of it. Uh, but, you know, some folks from the Seacoast and Manchester and Concord and uh, all over uh, up on this panel, the Upper Valley and everybody, you know, pointing out the, the benefits and even some of the negatives of the different areas in, uh, to which they've moved. And, you know, some people they they want different things. So I mean, if that uh, that gentleman Janarlo wanted to uh, come up here and uh, do non cooperation, Keene, Manchester, probably good uh, locations for for that. Uh, but maybe you want to get away from it all. Maybe you're so sick of the you know the state's encroachment upon your life that you just want to move out into the woods and you know keep your activism low key and behind the scenes. There's that kind of living here too. So folks for, from Grafton, for instance, Grafton is about. is a great example. Um, but not just Grafton. I mean, you know, many people. Well, there's a lot of little towns in in new hampshire but grafton, grafton's got the biggest name recognition of all of them i it, think it, it does uh, grafton's managed to well they've got a whole bunch of people in elected office there um and no zoning yeah n- right i mean just it's a problem for me right it, now in Keene. it's it's huge it's really really huge as far as what they've managed to do but i live in a rural area um and i have a good-sized piece of land 
and my taxes are half what yours are in Sadakeen, yeah. and I live eight minutes or eight miles from, from your house. You don't have a nosy housing inspector uh, coming around your home either, messing around. We don't have a housing inspector. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody have to pay that guy, and we're not willing to do right. that out where I live. So there's there's a whole range, and that's why, you know, right on freekeen.com, if you go to the move uh, page where it gives you over 150 reasons to consider a move to Keene, you know, it, it'll let you know, hey... This is a challenge. If you're going to move to Keene, you're going to be up against some of the most arch-statist, uh, pro-government, uh, pro-aggression people that you'll find all across New Hampshire. Now, generally, people in New Hampshire are very nice folks, and I like a lot of the people that, uh, that live in Keene. But, I mean, it's a college town. It's in close proximity to both Massachusetts New- and Vermont, as well as New York. It's the closest to all three of those states of all the major uh, cities in, in New Hampshire. And so I think that there's a lot of really negative pro-state uh, influence in that town. Sure. And so, you know, if you want an easy road, you might want to move out to the woods or something like that. If you want a, a real challenge, I think Keene's probably one of the most challenging, if not the most uh, challenging move for an activist. So it's, it's not easy street. It's no cakewalk. Uh, and, indeed. I mean, I, you know, personally wouldn't, I wouldn't live in Keene for, for, for much of anything. I mean, it's nice to be able to ride your bicycle to the places you go and you're able to do that. And I think that's the bi- single bas- biggest advantage. It'll be a perfect town as soon as we get rid of the state. Yeah, well, you know, you get a long way to go, buddy. <laughs> well, hey, this is a long-term project. It's a liberty in our lifetime. Unfortunately, we're not going to have liberty tomorrow or in another week or in another likely five years. But if we can get enough people to move here, whether it's to Keene or Grafton or the Seacoast or wherever, if we get enough people who are going to get active we can have liberty sooner rather than later. And that's the whole idea. You won't have this. it on the land, at least. There's more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. Live from the 2012 Porcupine Freedom Festival at 855 450 It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. We are here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2012 edition of it, and uh, it's our fifth year, I think, in a row doing Pork Fest. It's just been an absolute blast. It keeps getting better year after year. New vendors, uh, and when I say vendors, there are a bunch of people here that have essentially just set up shop. Uh, it's uh, it's called Agora Alley, and of course, Agora is a Greek word that means basically an open marketplace. Yeah, marketplace. And yeah, and that's what's going on here. People are are selling their wares, perhaps uh, their custom uh, Liberty T-shirts that, uh, that that are designed by the artist, the artist himself working uh, the booth or like uh, dave dixon from the the keen area is he's not the only one selling t-shirts nope. though i know uh, ernie hancock and his crew from freedoms phoenix are also uh, repping some shirts and not only shirts but also silver we'll talk with uh, with ernie about that here in a moment but uh, other 
uh, highlights include the food. Oh yeah, uh, the food at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I've uh, I've now eaten over at uh, Mandrick's place, which he's got the the pavilion, just kind of the main location. Uh, that's that's a great place to go to get food anytime. But there's food available across the campground as well. Uh, I had some delicious homemade ice cream today. I, I I learned my lesson last year. I didn't get my ice cream until late in the week last year, and they were sold out of like almost everything. Yeah. So I finally got the ice cream early in the week and uh, went to our food, Your Gullet, which uh, is Those back. guys are awesome. Yep, it's back this year, and uh, not only do you get uh, food there, but they're also entertaining. I think he goes out uh, every once in a while and starts up a chainsaw just to, you know, bring people's there's no, attention. There's no chain on the chainsaw. There's no chain, right? But uh, you know, he's he's fun like that, uh, and uh, they, they've got a live DJ, I guess, who's uh, playing tunes right next to. That's something they've added this year. They bought another campsite right next to their uh, old campsite and added live music, essentially, that uh, that's being uh, played. So, uh, and I had a delicious, um, humongous. Uh, like taco wrap burrito thing with the, it was just awesome it was great there's some great food yeah. so don't miss uh the food here you won't miss it if you're walking around the campsites there's all kinds of different choices for you ernie hancock uh, joins us here on the third microphone the man behind or one of the uh, the folks behind freedomsphoenix.com of course we've been talking about freedoms phoenix for years on on our program because it's a great site to go to and i think it's an interesting compliment site to uh to free talk live because as i pointed out at freetalklive.com you can go and create the content by submitting items to our site, and then other listeners can vote up or down whether they like uh, your content. You get to vote on things as well. So it's more of a, a user-created news site, a social bookmarking site. Freedoms Phoenix is also a useful news site, but it's one of those news sites where you, you can submit things to the site, but ultimately there's an editor. There's some there's a human being there deciding, this is good, this is good, this is good, and they put that stuff online. And I think that there's probably more content over at Freedoms Phoenix. You guys have been around. You've been doing it longer. Uh, more content on a regular basis than you'll find over at freetalklive.com. Uh, it doesn't have the same interactivity to it, but uh, there's, a, there's you know, something that you guys can do that we just can't do there, and I'm, I'm grateful for the site. Thanks for doing it. Thank you. No, it's a great – I mean, well, i tell you, the reason Freedom's Phoenix is the way it is because that's exactly the way I like it. So, you know, I just <laughs> – you could – I go, yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to do this or I wouldn't be able to do that. And the reason we do this is, is it's really a site that um, uh, lets everybody have their say. You know, they have um, – you want me to get it up here? You ready? Yeah, I need a little more headphone too. The um, – the one reason that I created the site, I was waiting for when there was video. This whole concept of being able to give a libertarian perspective on the news, let them, let them speak, let them say their piece. I just want to give my opinion in the graphic. You know, I, you have uh, the left, I'll have some guys that are socialists from Chicago. I have some guys never saw anybody, you know, uh, darker than Austrian skin needs to be shipped off somewhere. I have people that, you know, are neocons. I have people that are libertarians and Ron Paul people and so on. I mean, there's so many people that participate. And they go, Ernie, but that's not pure libertarian. I'm going, what's libertarian about is everybody gets to participate. You know, you want to say something about them, go say it in the comments section. Write a letter to the editor. Be your own reporter. Submit your heck, have your own, even your own special edition. Every single power that I have is given to every single writer. Anybody can do it. They just got to watch the tutorials, and they're like, "Yeah, but that's like work." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're confusing me with someone who cares." Yeah. You know, <laughs> welcome so, to activism. It's yeah, like you know? work. 
<laughs> so Except you, you don't it. get a paycheck for most of it. <laughs> right. Right. No, and, and that's one of the things that I, I knew about the site is by giving that capacity, I would get a lot of content from passionate people that wanted to get the information out. Mm-hmm. So the only censoring that goes on, which is really not that much. I mean, I, you know, I can count five times I've taken a story down over seven years and wow. uh, like two people I banned because they were just, you know, trolls. And then, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that's submitted, not everything goes up, but it's usually when you're, you know, you're in an election cycle and it's, you know, it's Obama versus Romney stuff that I'm just not really that interested in. So I don't, you know, that's the only editing that goes on. The other stuff, as long as you're sincere, man, you can be as communist, fascist as you want. It's just that we get to attack it and we pick the graphic. So when I got Washington Times, De La USA Today, mental propaganda crap, you know, I'm going, well, this is what I think about it. And the graphic that I put up, I get a thousand words before you even get to the headline, <laughs> right. you know. So that's why I do it that way. And then if you really want to know what I think and kind of the inflection I put on different things and what I emphasize, well, then you listen to the show, Declare Your Independence, you know, that we have. Every morning, 9 to noon, uh, every weekday morning, that is 9 to noon Eastern time. And you can get to that over at freedomsphoenix.com, all the archives. And uh, you've been doing that show for how many years? I started in February of '03. I just sold my family restaurant, and uh, everybody knew we were going to war with Iraq. I mean, here we go. The war drums are beaten. And there was a lot of people that, you know, I'd run for office and different things. They said, oh, we got to get you on the radio. we got to get some libertarian on to just say, hey, you know, not everybody's for this war thing. Heck, even the libertarian party was going, well, you know, a little bit. You know, hey, for a while. Yeah, they certainly were. And uh, so I'm going, you know, wow, holy crap, somebody's got to be against this war. Well, fortunately, I hooked up later on with Charles Goyette. That was our, you know, he was against the war also as a Clear Channel talk show host. Didn't he get fired for that at one point? He didn't get renewed, oh, which is the same thing, you know. So they they even moved his show number one in a slot, number one in the afternoon drive. In and Phoenix? they put him at late at night in Phoenix, Arizona, put him late at night just so he wouldn't have the audience's ear. Nice. And, and, and the Hannity's and guys, everything, making fun of him and everything. I'm going, you guys are so evil. You know, come on over to where I was at a station. Get your butt over here. And he came over, and then we started working together. And I was his morning show producer for Air America affiliate in Phoenix. Mm. So we're, I tell you, I found to have so much more in common with the left than I did the right. I tell you, I agree. I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't anticipate that. You know, libertarians always thought to be the conservative kind of, you know, that wish they could smoke dope or something, you know. But um, I, I was really impressed by the left's real genuine desire. That's they're the people that are compassionate. They're the ones that want to help. They're, it's true, and they're willing to put a gun to somebody's head to do it. But it's because they love you, you know. So as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you convince them that you know you're not loving me that much, you know, then they they're easier to convert. Yeah. But the the right the impression that I got was that you know as long as we got the law. As long as we got the you know the right the righteous uh, indignation and justification for I got my shiny badge and a gun, well then you know you you need to be ruled because I know better than you and you're too stupid you know and I'm going okay so I can see the kind of difference here but they're still both the same uh, two sides of the same coin because they're willing to use force yep. so if you can point that out show I, the gun in the room have you have you talked I, I love that saying from uh, Stefan Molino have you guys got to talk to Larkin this year at all I walked by I said 
hi to him, invited him on the show. He's got a new program about how do you get people to, you know, release this demon in their head, you know, that they just don't, they they know they're in conflict with their own values, supporting this government thing, but how do you do that? So he's kind of working on that. I'm really excited about someone like him coming up with some kind of program like that, because that's what they need. They just need to understand they're being bad. You know, I had an interesting experience today here at Porkfest. Uh, They're having auditions for the Soapbox Idol. Now, I don't know if they had auditions last year. The Soapbox Idol is one of the most... Yes, they, they did. did. Okay. Uh, one, it's one of the most popular things that happens here at Porkfest. It's a nighttime activity, so unfortunately we, we won't get to see most of it because uh, uh, we're going to be here doing the show. But lots of people will pack the pavilion here at Rogers Campground and watch people give uh, three-minute-long rants or up to three-minute-long rants. And one guy got up uh, at the auditions today, and he's an occupier from uh, New Hampshire, and he talked about how he's changed uh, his on his viewpoint about the free staters from being pretty skeptical and concerned about them to realizing, as he puts it in his speech, everyone he knows is a free stater, and he's like totally on board now, and it was one of the most heartwarming uh, things that I'd seen. I hope he wins, because it was great. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Eight- DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, the bulletin board system, is one of the ways you can get interactive with the program, interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you can do it all for free. Oh, just head on over to bbs.freetalklive.com. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls. Ernie Hancock still sitting in with us here. Uh, of course, you're welcome to continue with us as we take some calls uh, here at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. Even though we're in the middle of the woods here in uh, northern New Hampshire, we still have the ability to take your calls. So let's do that and talk to Jay listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Jay, you're in Pennsylvania. What's on your mind? I've got a question for you, sir. Uh, sure. About a month or so ago, you had a program on where you were talking about missionaries and how they were bad because they were going to these outlying settlements, etc., etc., uh, trying to more or less force their uh, beliefs on these uh people when they weren't wanted. I wouldn't say that they're forcing uh, any beliefs on them. I would say that people have different perspectives on whether or not what missionaries are doing in other countries are bad things. I think in some aspects they're doing good by helping people get medical care. And uh, I believe you took the bad heads. position against why I was, they are good position. I was saying there are different viewpoints on this, and I was pointing out that there were different viewpoints being expressed on our program. Okay. Yes, I did take the position that I think it's bad for them to, uh, you know, to mess with the culture of indigenous tribes and attempt to. Uh, turn them into, you know, Christian soldiers or whatever it is that they're, okay. they're doing. Well, and that, on that same perspective, then, what's the difference in what you do when you go to the schools 
and force yourself there and hand out this literature that you have to these uh, unsuspecting children. But one thing I would that, say that, that is that in itself would be bad. It's the same thing. You're doing you're doing the same thing missionaries are doing. Well, one thing I would say is the difference is that uh, you know people are forced to pay for the schools, right? Like, a, so I mean, if I'm forced to pay for a school, shouldn't I be able to see at least some effect on the curriculum or something? No, sir. Not when you believe no. in in the things that you believe in. I don't think so. No, uh, it's only well, because of your perspective. Okay, so if I have the since I have the perspective I have, would it be legitimate? Because I I absolutely wouldn't care what they taught in schools if they didn't demand money from me. I'm sorry. If they didn't demand money from me, I wouldn't care what they do in schools. The fact that they're they're extracting my money, sev- at least seventy percent of my uh, of my property taxes go to pay for the local school. You know, why and- shouldn't your viewpoint be represented there? So you so you believe then there shouldn't be a school. I think that absolutely there should be schools. But I mean, so this is it, right? Like, you can't have a school unless you have government funding. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, you know that there's lots of private schools out there, and you know that the marketplace provides people with the things that they want and need, and you know when competition occurs, the prices go down, innovation occurs, education would get better, but for some reason you don't want competition in that area. I didn't say I didn't want competition in that area. I'm saying that that right. you, you have, just didn't believe you it could happen. Apparently, whether you pay or not. What's that? You do. You have a choice to pay taxes. No, you have to pay your property taxes, or you can rent. And then you'd have to pay property well, please. taxes. Please, oh, hold on. The building that you're <laughs> living in has property taxes paid. We call that overhead. Just because if the landlord doesn't that pass. Building, though, it's irrelevant. You're not paying it. The property owner's paying it. Uh, right, but they're using no. my rental money to pay it. Well, that, that man might be using your rental money for anything in the world. It's not necessarily your So are you telling me when you buy gasoline? Once like, it goes you... to him, it's his rental money that he's received. You're, this is well, the most ludicrous ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What? So when I buy gasoline, oh, I'm not paying day. gas. When I pay, buy gasoline, I'm not paying gas tax because the gas station's paying the gas tax, right? He dropped off. <laughs> but that's a great point. Uh, these, you know, government agencies are forcing I'm not themselves. paying sales tax when I go to the register. The store is paying the sales tax. I'm just giving them a certain amount of money per dollar. It's nuts. So uh, 855-450-FREE, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, yeah, I, could, has- yeah, so I don't have to pay property taxes. I could float above the ground. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you do have to pay taxes. Uh, you got to get a permit pay- for that. Yeah, whether you're paying rent or you are the property owner, you are paying the taxes on that property. And if you don't pay, uh, if you don't pay the rent, you're going to kicked out, going to get kicked out of the house because the property owner knows that if he doesn't pay the property taxes, he's going to get kicked out of his house. He's going to have it stolen from him, and, uh, and that's what happens to people that don't pay taxes uh, on their property. Typically, they end up getting their house stolen and they get kicked out into the street. So I think you're right, Mark, that that is a significant difference between what missionaries are doing around the world. Sure, missionaries and- are going off someplace that they may or may, may not have been invited to go. Um, and I think that it's fine that you're bringing food and water and all these things. I think I'm, that's fine. I'll it's... take the position that missionaries are doing good work, um, but you know, and I don't think that they're forcing anybody to believe you know, their, their Christianity. I don't think they stuff. are either. I just think that uh, the, the discussion that we'd had previously. But this about... is not the same thing. When you demand my money for my school, I don't do this school outreach because I believe that it creates a, um, a you know a, a problem in the community from what I can see. But when you demand money from people in order to support your school, those people have a right 
to dictate the curriculum. They are your customers, I guess. I mean, well, in theory, at they're, least. That's... They're your serfs if you're able to demand money from them. So to me, I think that there's, there's no correlation at all. You can't come up with a correlation unless you can find a situation where people are being threatened of, be, of being thrown out of their homes in order to do business with you. That's the only way you can find a correlation. Yeah, just to clarify. The what... government doesn't do business like any other organization. No. They do a business. They do business. It's coercion. Says, we're going to put you in jail or we're going to take your home if you don't yeah. do what we say. We believe that we own your body and we believe we own your land. As much as you might not like Walmart and the way they do business, you're not forced to buy their products. So just talking all over Ernie here. <laughs> I don't know, man. When I, I need to say something, I'll let you know. You're going good. You will. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm like, you, know, you guys saying what I would say, you know, I'd rather listen to you anyway. Well, what I was saying previously about the missionary thing and my position on it is you're right, Mark. I mean, yeah, helping people is a good thing. Good for that. But your position was essentially that uh, that these missionaries are bene- or excuse me, that the, the native people that they're outreaching to are benefited by all the technology and the kind of the Western world that the missionaries bring to them. And my, uh, what I was saying was there is a perspective out there that says that is not beneficial because you're taking away their culture and replacing it with a culture that is is, uh, in, is different. I'm not saying it's inferior. It's just different. Well, and some people could see that as a negative thing. And I a, think it is. It, it, it's not a usurp, usurpation because you're not forced into this new culture. I understand, but you know, it's pretty I, I tempting. I want to make a comment on that. You know, this is, I have a lot of experience, a lot, my whole side of my sister's family, my mother's family, all my cousins are Mormon. They have 15 gazillion languages mm-hmm. spoken in, 15 kids my uncle had. I mean, we're talking, wow. you know, Mormon family here. And there's an enormous amount of benefit that they got out of uh, dealing with these other cultures. And, and the benefit that they got, I'm sure they got to meet, you know, nice people. But, you know, my thing is, is that if you're an ambassador as opposed to a missionary, it's a different mindset. You're not trying, you're, you're trying to share with them. You're trying to gain knowledge from them. You're trying to add, you know, what they know to what you know and you know to they know. And, you know, and somebody may be right and somebody may be wrong and somebody may, you, know, you present something to them. Ambassadorship is not the same thing as yeah. this missionary invasion, you know. And I, you want to be an ambassador? An ambassador for Christ, an ambassador for Allah, ambassador for freedom. Be an ambassador. But, yeah. you know, it always comes with a sword after it. I don't want anybody's money. I don't want anybody's obedience. I just want them to understand and uh, be exposed to the ideas of liberty so they can make their own choice about it. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I understand that. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number here tonight, 855-453. You can bring up anything you want, 1-855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves here tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. And we're doing the show live on location at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition. Always great to be here amongst hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. We have a selection of them here in the studio with us tonight. And uh, thanks again to everybody for coming in. Uh, it's, it's always a, a pleasure to be able to do the show live here. Uh, even though it's, it's kind of low-tech, we're out in the woods, the Internet connection, well... 
frankly, is terrible. Uh, but we've managed to pull it off because, uh, you know, you don't need Internet when you've got all kinds of interesting people to talk to, not just here in the studio, but also on the phones. 855-453 allows you to take control of the airwaves. Speaking of Internet, some people have, uh, you know, Wi-Fi connectivity problems at their house. Maybe you've got a big house. You know, maybe uh, you've got two units on your same lot. For whatever reason, uh, you've got to... You've got to, your computer's got to go a distance to get to your Wi-Fi router. Here's a solution, a great solution. We've been using it at my house. It's an antenna called the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3, and it's from ccrane.com. And if you know anything about the Ccrane company, you know that this is, you know, it, they make only the best products. And you can, uh, when you get this, uh, this device, you'll see, man, you can pick up Wi-Fi connectivity for up to a mile uh, now, obviously, your you know, situations change for where you are. If you've got uh, you know hills and and trees and things like that, it's going to affect it. But it's a, it goes a long way. Um, I've been using it, and I'm amazed. That sometimes I can even see my neighbor's uh, mm-hmm. route. Uh, you know, what networks? Networks. Uh, you can go to ccrane.com, pick one up. I highly recommend it. It's well worth it. It is not a cheap device, but it's not a cheap device. So ccrane. Dot com at c c r a n e dot com. I highly recommend it. We, and when you mention uh, Free Talk Live, when you check out over there at ccrane dot com, you can get a free flashlight. And everybody needs a sweet. flashlight. Let's continue with you and your calls, and then more uh, guests here from the studio at the Porcupine Freedom Festival twenty twelve. Bo is on the line, listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Bo. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, just great. What's on your mind tonight? Great. Well, I've been here almost fifty years. And uh, this is the less amount of freedom that I've ever experienced in my lifetime. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we are ripe for some Putin, uh, Cuban, uh, Castro-type dictator to, to take the helm. Wait uh, a minute. That hasn't been happening in the form of George W. Bush and then Barack Obama? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Bush, Bush set, the Bush doctrine is uh, set the stage and the pathway for all of it to begin with the Patriot Act and Presidential Powers Act uh, and the Homeland Security Department, the biggest bloated bureaucracy of all time. Oh, wait a minute. It's not a dictator if you get to choose between two dictators, right? Then it's something different somehow. Oh, yes, yeah, a dem- democratic dictatorship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who do you want to rule your life? Here, check a box. Exactly. The point. Some of the points I wanted to try to make real quick is uh, sure. the 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 uh, everywhere you go now, there is a camera in your face, and these cameras. We have no idea who who is manning these cameras. What are they What are they are doing with the information they are obtaining from them? Uh, and 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 the last time I checked, I have not signed any document saying it's okay with me for someone to take my photo. You know, oh, the, sure the you did. It's called the social contract, and uh, we all signed it when we were born, apparently. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, it's ridiculous. You know, the the, the uh, movie stars, they, they get a little bit hostile when someone paparazzi's their photos and then puts them mm-hmm. up on Empire or something for sale. Uh, but anyway, we like I said, we don't know what's going on with our photos. Uh, and, and I'm a truck driver, and I see a lot of things going on out here uh, on the interstate highways, a lot of it looks like reconnaissance work from our like National Guard type troops. And really, there's some creepy stuff that's going on on the yeah. highways, I and mean, we've had people call in about uh, just Orwellian camera installations that uh, that are re- relatively new. Uh, and of course, there's the, uh, the 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 checkpoints that are being put up uh, that uh, are primarily along the southern border or within a hundred miles of it. Uh, but there are also some on the northern border. Uh, have you experienced any of that yet? 
Well, I haven't I haven't seen the checkpoints, but what's what's going on is it's it's, it's they're going back to the Gestapo type treatment of, of the public. Uh, you know, when, whenever you pull into one of these uh, DOT uh, scales, which is run by the I think the feds or basically through Homeland Security, have taken over all of our uh, police departments and National Guard. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, even if your weight is okay on your vehicle, you don't have any equipment uh, problems, no headlights out, no lights out. They'll, they'll do the pop out on you and go, the papers, please, the papers. Yep, they and sure so will, and it's sick. You know, if everything is fine, you know, you've not committed any any act of uh, no criminal acts or anything. The the goal, I believe, with with it all is to criminalize the public. Because well, absolutely, and, and make you feel yeah. like you're always under suspicion that you you're being treated as a criminal, even though you haven't been convicted. You're not even even suspected of anything. It's just wholesale uh, aggression against absolutely everybody who comes through their purview, and it's it's sick. And as a professional driver, you know this more so than anybody else. I mean, you're the one that has to deal with the way stations and, the, and and more checkpoints than the average driver. They really put the screws to you guys, and you know, thank goodness that you deal with it because without you guys, we wouldn't have. Uh, Everything. A functioning society. Everything. Exactly. If you, if you look at, too, the, the, the goal with the criminalization of the public, uh, what, what you know, it, it's coming a little bit. Everything kind of gets clearer as we go along. But uh, these, the, the, the goal is to selectively, you know, when they, when they find you in violation of one of these laws, rules, regulations, ordinances, then they can selectively... Uh, uh, criminalize you based on your resistance to the force or to the to the uh, you know control. Oh, yeah, you're domestic terrorist. If you actually say something about your rights or the Constitution or anything like that, Bo, I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for keeping America moving. Yes. Yeah, and thanks for your yep, service. Uh, yep, eight five five four fifty free. That's your line, Mark, and I, I think it's great. It's, it's so appropriate for they, these guys. Really, they, they are they, serving they, the country. They give up a lot in order to give us what we need. I mean, that's a it's a yeah, like a home. <laughs> yeah, a lot. So, thanks God for the long distance truck drivers. You know, it's interesting that he just happened to call because we've got another guest here in the studio with us on the third mic, and it's Shelton from the 4409 YouTube channel, relatively popular channel in the YouTube realm of, of Liberty channels. Uh, and you actually just had a checkpoint experience, not your first checkpoint experience, but I think the freshest video that I've seen on your channel is of It's the freshest video, but I've, I've, had, I've had that one for a while. Oh, you've been holding it back? <laughs> well, I just... It, it, it just takes a long time to do them all. But you're no stranger to these checkpoints. I no. mean, not only that, did you go through one? Uh, where was this one that you just This uh, was on the posted? Interstate 8. Is that in Arizona? Yeah, same checkpoint. So, I mean, you guys are there. Is it within the 100-mile uh, border it, it, Well, th that's all a misnomer and a, really? and a, and a perception thing. Uh, the ma the Constitution just magically doesn't disappear within 100 miles. Yeah. I mean, that's just the – but that's the perception. If if they can put that perception out there and people enough people believe it, then it becomes truth. Sure. And that's what's so sick about it is that, is that people start to believe it. And that was Does, actually well, conjured up by the ACLU. They put out this propaganda video. Yeah, this map and all that, that was by the ACLU. Where they drew, you know, basically a line 100 miles yes. in and said this is a constitution-free zone. It was a purpose. But they were arguing, saying, hey, well – this is bullish. This shouldn't happen. But they were actually promoting it while they were denouncing it. I see where you're coming from on that. Are you saying that you've seen checkpoints outside of the 100-mile Oh, zone? easy, yeah. I've, ha I've had a lot of, uh, I mean, people email me all the time daily about different stops they had in Utah and 
Iowa, I'm the guy. Iowa, seriously, seriously in Iowa. You have yeah. a border checkpoint in Iowa? It's crazy. Yeah, it's, so that's interesting. I don't uh, think it's within a thousand miles of the border. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's that's news. That's interesting that you bring that news up because we've been we've been parroting this. Well, actually, one Iowa it was Idaho. I'm sorry. Okay, Either I'm way. sorry. I, I confused them too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one of the I states, and uh, but we've been parroting this 100 mile border thing for a few years on the show, and now yeah, you're saying it, yeah. there's no limit. These guys will put a checkpoint right. anywhere. And right. it's ludicrous. It would be ludicrous anyway. As I mean, if that were the truth, that there was this 100 mile zone that they're they check harder for um, immigrants than, well, heck, the immigrants will just move more than 100 miles in. Now, you troll these guys. I want to bring you back here. Can you okay. stick with us? Yeah, 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 I can hear More with Shelton from the 4409 YouTube channel. Uh, we'll uh, check back with him here in moments, talk about some of his adventures, including the fruit Nazi. I thought that guy was particularly, <laughs> those videos were particularly entertaining. We'll explain that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE allows you to get on the air here. Maybe you've got a question for Shelton from 4409. You can do that. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy all the features that uh, await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Plenty of ways to get interactive with this program and the other listeners there. Uh, In fact, the whole site is free, but maybe you want to support Free Talk Live. Maybe you like the fact that we give you the archives and the bulletin board system and everything you find there, but you want to help us out. You can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon, uh, not just to Amazon US, but also Amazon UK and Amazon Canada. Get your shop taken care of, get the stuff that you're looking for, get it delivered to your door, and get a great deal. It's Amazon, same Amazon you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate link, so Free Talk Live essentially gets credit for the purchase. So they're sending us a portion of their regular profits that they make, so Free Talk Live gets a cut when you start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com. We're here live at the 2012 Porcupine Freedom Festival, and all week long we'll be bringing you various different guests and uh, guests that we've had on previously and some we've never talked to before, uh, random people that are just here in the studio that want to come up and, uh, and chat on the air. And, of course, we'll continue to take your phone calls if you make them at 855 855- 450 free. We just left off a conversation with uh, Shelton from 4409, and if you've been around the Liberty Movement for a little while, uh, you've probably heard of his YouTube channel. I don't know if you're the number one channel out there, but you certainly have some uh, some pretty serious uh, market penetration, uh, Shelton. A lot of people know those numbers, 4409. Yeah. Maybe they probably know 4409 more so than your name. I don't think your name comes up very often no, in I the videos. No, I don't, I don't... It's necessarily not really about me, but that's, what is it about? Yeah, what is 4409 about? <laughs> I mean, people have to see these numbers. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's winning. Somebody said the other day, just, just tell them it's about winning or something. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I tease people. I say it's my lock to my grandma's 
you know, back it's garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. But everybody's always asking me about it. I've tried turning it over and looking <laughs> at it from, you know, reading it backwards. Maybe it's some Illuminati sign. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So what was the inspiration for the channel? Where did it come from? Uh, you know, what's funny, you know, and I was going to talk about this Wednesday is, uh, you know, people don't understand the power of a sign and, uh, uh, signage is, is huge. And because you get to make your uh, decision on what it means right there, and there's nobody, like, coaxing you and saying, hey, this is what it means to you, mm-hmm. and you better think this way. When you see a sign, that's what it is, and you take in what it was. Well, back in 07, of all people, Ernest Hancock, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he made this Ron Paul Revolution logo. And I'm driving the one down, with the love backwards. Yeah, with the love backwards. Yeah. And I'm driving down the 101, or down the Camelback, which is in Arizona, it's a main fourth there. So I'm driving down there, and I see this sign. And I go, wow, somebody thinks like I do. You know, it just it almost kind of gave you chills. It gives you, like, oh, these yeah. goosebumps. It's like, oh, these people think like I do. Huh, I'm not alone. I don't know who it is. Right. To take the words revolution and then pull the love out of it um, in that way, I was really, you know, it was moving for me, too. Yeah, it was just the way that, wow, these people... It, you could tell it wasn't no corporate jig. It was somebody that put a sign up, and it was Ron Paul. And I knew who Ron Paul was, and it was somebody inspired enough to do it. Yeah. And and I seen it. I said, "Wow!" And I turned around. And I drove back. And I came back through again. I said, "Wow!" So what inspired me that? Then I went and Googled Ron Paul's name. Guess what comes up? A meetup group in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Guess who's running around on the meetup group? Ernie Hancock. Yeah, Ernest Hancock. It's a dynamo. Yeah, well, so one, that, one activist inspires another activist, inspires another exactly. activist. Exactly. So it really isn't about, Ernie doesn't make it always about Ernie. Mm. It's always about, like, you know, maybe Freedom's Phoenix or something, but you go there and you experience stuff and you you get excited about doing something. So that's what the whole 44-9 thing was. It wasn't about showing my face and have my face all over the page right. and then, you know, it'd be about me. It's about... You know, if they get inspired to say the number, and, the, and that's what says, oh, it's 44-9, I feel a part of that, whatever it is, that's what it was really about. It wasn't about promoting me at all. Tell me about the Fruit Nazi. It was one of the more entertaining videos uh, <laughs> that I've seen recently on 44-9. It was the most petty uh, bureaucrat that you can possibly imagine, and it almost felt like you were picking on him because he seemed a little slow. Uh, but somebody, uh, somebody, they actually... Yeah, it came across like that to a lot of people when I was... But it just was a random thing. I mean, he was just a bureaucrat right. doing his job, and you're just doing your job as an activist right. uh, standing up to him. But what was happening? The California has these fruit inspection uh, checkpoints, basically, Yeah, they're right? under the guise of the fruit inspection. That's why I was telling that guy, oh, well, he made a lot of interesting points to the last caller. The trucker, yeah. Yeah, the trucker. And he's under a commercial code, which if he has a commercial license, he's licensed to do business. And the Supreme Court said, you know, if you're... If you're out to do business like that, then you have a commercial license, then you can be stopped. And because you're not a traveling, you know, person, you're not even actually a person, it's a traveling human. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're out conducting business with the state. So we have the right to screw you harder. Well, basically. they claim that they have a right yeah. to stop you and you could say, "Okay, I understand that." Some, you know, if you want to be a status. But I'm saying that a regular Joe Blow driving to California gets stopped and they want to in- inspect your car for fruit. I mean, get get out of town. The whole law was written, written to stop 
commercial vehicles. But they're stopping everyone? They're st- they used it under the guise to stop everybody, but it really was all for commercial vehicles. And so you guys are going through in an RV. In an RV, yes. You get stopped, and this guy wants to come in. could be full of pineapples. Man, well, he, he, wanted, he wanted to see if we had bananas on there bad, dude. He wanted to come I mean, in he and read your fridge. Yeah, he, he, he actually wanted said, said he wanted fridge. to get in my fridge. And I said, no, you're not, you're not going to do it. And you guys, you guys went back and forth for, for quite a, a while. an hour. And they sent... He comes out with this huge book of regulations. They sent sheriff's department. They sent everybody He out. said, I just want to see the law. And so he actually does come out with this humongous like, book of uh, page after page. Yeah, it was something out of like, he couldn't even written it. It was like this, this binder right. that's like six inches thick. Yeah. And he starts fumbling through all the, well, what about 2865-4A? I'm like going, all right, well, let me see it. And so I'm reading it, it's like, this, this doesn't apply to me. And so he, he just kept on and on, because that's how they're trained. So what, now, how did you actually end up getting out of this situation? You didn't let him on, right? I told him he wasn't getting on the vehicle, period. And he says, well, you're going to get rejected, and you're going to go back to Arizona. I was like, under what authority do you, sitting at a fruit stand, or whatever the hell you want to call it, fruit <laughs> Fruit enforcer. Fruit enforcer. <laughs> what authority do you have from these people that says you can run amok on this truck? I said, go get a warrant, and you could run around here, jump on the bed, do flips, you know, <laughs> do whatever you want in this RV if you go get a warrant. The point is, they couldn't get a warrant. Of course. Because it's a total, it's just a joke. The whole the whole checkpoint's a joke. I wonder if they had a dog, uh, the fruit train dog alert on the vehicle. Now, that would that be could, hilarious. They could then search the vehicle for I fruit. I sniff peaches. <laughs> the dog alerted to peaches. I'm, that's it's, it. It's, it is that ridiculous, They have some though. great nectarines out there. It is that ridiculous. It wouldn't surprise me. And how many times, I mean... You might be the first person to have ever refused one of these checkpoints. Obviously, obviously they go through a lot of cars every single day. But probably I mean, not the first one, but it's probably been the first It probably hardly ever happens. I mean, you had to spend an hour just sitting there on the side of the I road. Don't think it happen- I, yeah, I don't think it happens very often. I don't think people challenge them very often. So. The guy was no clearly way. dumbfounded, right? Oh, yeah, he'd never experienced it. But certainly his <laughs> first time. Who? Huh? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he really had somebody that adamant about not doing it. Usually they can coax you into it and usually... You'll give in after about 20 minutes. Right. Most people aren't willing to put an hour into doing uh, a refusal nope. at a checkpoint, but you did it. And I was willing it made... to go all the way. I mean, if they had, I was like, I was asking the sheriff, are you seriously going to coax me all the way back to Arizona? I really want you to, and you know what? It would have been funny. I would have got video of that. I would have been sure. out the rear window around. taping this cop yep. following me all the way back to Arizona. I mean, it would have been, I, I mean, I had to go to San Diego, but it was just, I just I couldn't do it. I just told him. I said, "Dude, I just, I can't do it. I and can't you know, let you on here." It's it's actions like that that inspire others. When people see that happening and they see it over your YouTube channel, forty four oh nine, they say, "Wow, that was you know he did that. Wow, he actually got through a checkpoint without uh, giving up his rights. It took some time, but he did it, and it made for a hell of an entertaining video." Yeah, as, but you don't uh, get well. brutal. You don't get really. You don't get. Uh, you don't have to get forceful with them because we is on our side is. Free Talk Radio and all these people, we have this, our hearts are right. We, we, we have honesty and truth, and we, we can stand our ground where we're at because we know we're right in our heart. We feel it. You know, I don't, I don't, I can just sit there and stand there and just, I know where I stand because I stand in the right position. 
And they can be Nazi and do all they want. And we're going to show it to the world right. via YouTube and online, exactly. freetalklive.com, on the air. And uh, once again, 4409 is the YouTube channel. Yes. Shelton, thanks for uh, stopping in and talking thanks, with buddy. us. I know you ran over here to get here tonight, so I really <laughs> appreciate so much, that. Man. Hey, uh, we have Mike on, uh, just called in at the very end of the show. Call us tomorrow night, Mike. We'll be happy to get you on right at the top of the program. Out of time for this evening. Back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012 edition. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.